Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, been kicking it in the crib and uh, chilling. Quarantine, quarantine, <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's another, another day in the house, you know, playing lots of... Uh, you know, Fire Pro Wrestling, and um, you know, I, I loaded up the uh, WWE 2K14 back when those games were fire. Uh, I have that on PS3. Who was on played the cover? Played a lot of uh, uh, The Rock is on okay. the cover of that one, and then the alternate cover is Daniel Bryan. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but I played lots and lots of Fire Pro. I beat the um, like the the story mode or whatever. So check this out. So. This shit, it's like you're a wrestler uh, and you're playing essentially the year of 2017 in New Japan. So before that, you're a young lion. Uh, you eventually start getting more moves and more points and everything like that. Then you go on excursion. So you go to this fictional promotion in America called the SWA. And What would you compare it to? What would you say it has parallels to? I would say... I would say it's just like a territory. Okay. It's like a ring of honor at best. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, and you roll with this dude named steel Johnson. That's who's like, kind of like shepherding you or whatever around. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's one of the things I think it was in Bill Simmons book talking about like how famous magic Johnson was like, you forget his name is a euphemism. His nickname is a euphemism. Ma- exactly. Ma- a magic Johnson. Come on, exactly. Now. Like that's uh, something. That's a porn name. That's a porn name. Exactly. So like you come back to New Japan, and you know the whole time uh, the people that are like 
you know, have been bringing you up are like Yuji Nagata, Super Strong Machine, and they put you in the main unit. So you're rolling with Makabe, you're rolling with Tanahashi, you're rolling wait, with Taguchi. Wait, 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 wait. Super Strong mach- Machine, the mass yes. gimmick? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's like, he, you're having training matches against him or whatever. <laughs> when you come back or whatever, you make your debut like with all the young lions at Russell Kingdom uh, 11 or whatever, right? Um, I pretty much go through the whole year with my dude just getting better and better and better. Win the New Japan Cup uh, and you get a shot at the Never Belt, so you got to fight Goto. When uh, you go to Dominion, you eventually win um, like the six-man belts. Uh, you fight uh, in the G1. You, you win your block. You're in the A block of the G1, so you don't see Okada. So it's just like 2017 in New Japan. It's all the same matchups and everything, but you're in the A block. So in A block, I go through Ibushi, I go through Tanahashi, go through Naito, fight Kenny in the finals, beat Kenny. Um, after that, <clears throat> you're defending the title against Tanahashi. And then you go through it um, and you win World Tag League with Makabe. And then you're, you're the tag team champions as well. So you have the Never Six Man belts. You have the Never belt. You have the IC belt. And you also have um, <laughs> the goddamn uh, tag team belts. They give you. They be like, yeah. So, uh, what? I hope. What am I gonna be doing for Wrestle Kingdom? They fucking blow you. You are defending the Intercontinental Title against Tetsuya Naito in the semi-main event. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I won the G1. What is wrong with you, you crooks? So after you beat hey, Naito, hey, the shit hey, is over. Hey, it went up to a fan vote. Yeah. Yeah, so you beat I beat Naito and it's over. Like you never challenge for the IWGB title. You don't even get to look at Okada. This is ridiculous. That's not for so, you, baby. That's not for you. Yeah. So you, you run around with all with every other belt in the promotion. You want all the tournaments. Nope. You your big matches wrestling Tetsuya Naito. Thank you, uh, developers. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So I think I think your 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 uh your growing dislike of Naito has like it's like completely like just tampered like your your idea of like what he is as a star like or like the dude is absolutely one of the top two or three biggest names in New Japan uh, in front of the native base. So it's like you 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 you're treating it like as if that's some like demotion. Bro, it's such a letdown, bro. It's such a letdown. It's like, a video bro, like, game, Rich. First, first, I already fought the dude in the G one, whooped his ass or whatever. And then they're like, I've, I've done done it all. And the, what, what they give me is a semi-main event. Defend the belt? Really? So, yeah. do you find out who Okada faced at uh, Russell no. said? No. <laughs> you don't find anything out. It just ends. Like, so... You don't find anything out uh, because, like, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, okay, it's still on the same map as the timeline. But like, Okada fought Naito in real life, so like, right? What happened? Like, Jericho's not. He probably in the fought story. Kenny again. Probably he fought probably Kenny fought again. Kenny, but they didn't tell me. Right, right. You wouldn't want to know that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, Amen. Crooks, and and then what they do is like, would you like to go through the the mode again? But this time, you can join. Uh, you can do the path for uh, Lij. You can join Suzuki Goon, or you can join Chaos. And then like, you have to beat all four scenarios. I imagine they all lead to like different things. But after they they blew me with with this defense, after I don't want all these belts, they can't be trusted. But you know. 
my my no doubt my favorite uh thing in fire pro is definitely fire promoter you know uh putting together my own promotion and making all this your money you know signing Uh, this talent yeah explain okay so you would explain to the people how you're making all this money i don't know like (laughs) so you know great management great great management huh great management i took the promotion from a small indie promotion in florida thief this man i I, I took the the promotion well you didn't you didn't see see the right thing so i didn't didn't see the right thing i saw that you made what how many millions of dollars how i have like that's like my my worry i have like 208 million dollars right now you have 208 million dollars rich do you want to tell the people what your payroll is Okay, the payroll. No, 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 no! Don't get into explaining the capping. Just explain what your payroll is. So the payroll, I, it was around like four hundred twelve thousand dollars or something. Listen now, to this crook. Now this the is, thing. Now the thing is, is this that's is not Bird-Manian. just this is one time thing. This is every this month. Is- <laughs> Look, I, I'm paying this out every month to these wrestlers. Sometimes they get disgruntled. I give them raises to, to make sure they don't get unhappy. To make sure they don't walk. Look, but Vincent the thing is, I built this promotion his, up. Vincent Kennedy McMahon pays his talent more per month than you do. By Look, like, a, they, by they like only a allow you to pay so much, huh? <laughs> they only allow you to pay so much. Oh, okay. So the the deal with it is, um. They give you three options for the raise. You pick the most expensive one. And you try to do it again. It's like, oh, you already raised this person this month, so you gotta, you know, wait. But it's I'm eight years into the mode now, and by this time, like I'm getting huge national broadcasting deal that's giving me like a million a month. Um, you know, you run shows and you make money off merch and everything like that, and you're signing and scouting talent and building up your gym to make sure no one gets injured. I have a maxed out gym at this point. It, I, I should really teach a course on how to, uh, you know, build your fire pro promotion up. Crazy shit happens in the, in the uh, mode too. People uh, go out of business. There are people that end up uh, fighting fans. Uh, I think, I think Cody had got a DUI if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yes, bro. Ridiculous stuff happens in the mode. So if you guys have ever played fire fire promoter in fire pro wrestling, I recommend it. People will retire on your ass. Like it was ridiculous. Like <laughs> so and you don't ever have to play a match. You can just manage or whatever. You know, if you so choose. So um, who's your ace right now? What's up? Who is your ace right now? Goldberg, I believe. Goldberg has a championship. So the thing about Goldberg is he never loses in simulation ever. So, <laughs> so he had one title reign where he went through like 10 straight times. And then I had to have a match against him to beat him for the belt to try to move it around, to, you know, help some other people, whatever, try to, you know, uh, increase their popularity. Eventually, I always like come back to Goldberg because like he never goes down in popularity either. So it's just like, well, throw it back on him, and, and then you know try to you know, you know, uh, just you know rinse it out and you know whatever. But has the internet? Yeah, he's he has the internet on the fire pole yet complained about him being overpushed about how his act is stale yet or no? No, oh. no. It's um, it's almost as he, he's he's an S rank. He's a he's an S rank. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. So there's like, uh, 
there's an S rank and then there's an A, B, C, D rank. So if you're a D, you're like unpopular. C, the higher you go, S mm-hmm. is like superstar. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, that's nice. That's nice that you can be super popular yeah. and then like with good booking, you stay popular. That's just, I, I like the thought of that. Amazing. It's really amazing, like, man. I really like the thought of that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, enough about my, uh, <laughs> you know, the Florida Wrestling Alliance. Hey man, you, you know, gave him like eleven minutes, like eleven you know, minutes on. Look at this. You know, <laughs> and, and sometimes you know I try to entertain. You know, <laughs> but we we got a lot on the list, kind of. Not I really. Think. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, uh, well. I'll, I'll plug something real quick. I did okay. do a show with Chad uh, Matthews last night. I believe he's bringing back his podcast for a special project. Um, it's kind of like his book of bat, bat or excuse me, his book of Re- the WrestleMania era uh, 2.0 podcast. He's basically taking what would be the next release in the book, putting an audio format, considering new people, uh, that weren't in the last book, such as like AJ Styles at this point, which we thought that was like the perfect person to kind of kick it off with because AJ <clears throat> not only has the outside of WWE resume, but the inside of WWE resume as well. And we thought that'd be a good place to kind of, you know, start uh, the project because if you've never watched AJ aside from WWE, if you're only watching WWE, you can clearly see who the fuck that dude was. And then you add on, you know, 10 years or 12 years in impact. And then uh, his run in new Japan, which essentially gets him to WWE talking about probably like somewhere in the twenties or in the uh, 10 through 20 range, uh, probably towards the, the 20 part for AJ at this point. And, we saw like his his peaks like in 2016. Obviously, he's like um, it, it was it was a uh, funny thing because it's almost like now I, I made this analogy. So it's kind of like you remember we're gonna talk about the last dance in a minute. But Michael Jordan was making like three million dollars his whole career, right? Until the last two years, right? Where he was cashing out. He's made like and I, a piece, correct? Yep. So AJ Styles has essentially been on that low payroll, like still being great, or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Now, when he's washed, right, and not saying Jordan was washed, but um, in AJ's case, this man's adding on like a WrestleMania main event in his twilight when he his performance has been dipped off the cliff. Yeah, so, in, in a way, you could probably so really more closely compare it to like um, Scotty. Like Scotty got his money after once he left the Bulls. Like once he's a rocket and he becomes a blazer, that's when he starts getting all the money on the back end. And like that's the thing that I think people will get to in a second with the. Uh, the uh, talk about the Jordan documentary, but like people felt so bad for Scotty not realizing, like, nah, eventually Scotty was made whole in a way that, like, obviously they're not really digging into that right now because they're supposed to be they're, they're taking back to 98 or 97, 98. But don't worry about Scotty, Scotty got his money, yeah, lots of it. So, like, AJ is like getting n- now in his twilight what essentially he didn't have all those years when he was on lower platforms, essentially. Like, so he's getting his, you know, his headlining stuff, his everything like right. that, his business, you know, all that stuff. Right. Isn't it, while, isn't it nice? While the work, the work is already solidified. Right. Isn't it nice when the talent, you know, the worker is able to finally recoup, not the company? Isn't it nice? <laughs> Like bro, when AJ Styles like like when they when that shit came on last, I thought to myself, I was like, did AJ Styles just steal a WrestleMania main event? 
bitch, you did don't. Did this just happen? Did this just happen? Did like, this dude just did this? I mean, given the, uh, you know, the... If you compare both uh, WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2, as far as, like, uh-huh. the interest it drew, like, yeah, he did. But, you know, they really, you know, so the Sunday show was, was the one they meant to yeah. be the, the big show. It just, people don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, amazing. But yeah, so check that out whenever it comes out. I don't have a date yet, but I'll I'll get with Chad and definitely you guys will be able to hear it. So Yeah. Um What I okay, so I guess moving on from there, we can talk about the Jordan Doc, um, The Last Dance, episodes one and two, um, aired Sunday night. Um, episodes three and four will air later today in about two hours. Uh, from the time of this recording, that we're recording it. But um, it's funny how, how we're recording now to, to to be able to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's almost <laughs> yeah. if we like make sure to not record it later time and watch this shit because like why we miss this? It's it's must see television, um, especially in this time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just uh, I thought that it was f- it's it's just so much feel good of nostalgia of like yeah I know like seventy five percent of this stuff already happened. Maybe even maybe even as high as eighty five percent of it, but it damn sure felt good, didn't it? <laughs> it was like that that last fifteen percent, like you know, that's there's always a chance you'll learn something, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know about the story like when they were only making him play fourteen minutes a game, and um, the um, just some of the funny things you see, like when the dude was trying to ask for Jordan's autograph, and then like he looks at the handler to come yep. get this man because yep. like. Michael Jordan ain't signed no autographs for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, and you can just see how they all hate Jerry Krause. And oh yeah, like I had to think. I'm like, did Jerry Krause die? Yup, they're beating a dead man up like this. And I don't know, man. Like, it, I, I, I think some of the Krause stuff was a little heavy handed. Um, Knowing what I know now about how general managers react and all that, I think, you know, from Krause's perspective, once he has his champion, it's like he needs some type of challenge or project to validate himself rather than, you know, this thing that essentially he's getting no credit for. So he wants to do a rebuild really bad for job security. (laughs) And it's like, if you're, you know, the, the quickest way to get more years as GM is, all right, do a rebuild. And he was like, yo, you know, he was looking at the, the, the writing on the wall for these guys. And, you know, a lot of dudes were breaking down. Robin was getting old. Right. Him was getting old. Right. That team was, like, headed down. Right. And like, they probably should not have I won in some of stuff is, Yeah. Like, I um. I don't know. You, like you hear the like I read the Jordan rules a long time ago when I was a kid. I, I know about all the the stuff between Kraus and Jordan and all that, but I think some of that stuff is like can't really blame Kraus, but he um <laughs> unfortunately, you know, his personality wasn't the type to create the benefit of the doubt for himself. Right. Um and I mean they're playing all the stuff about like the way he looks in making that a referendum on why he shouldn't be deserving of respect, which is like, it's all the, like, they're, they're basically making, getting off all these jokes and the fact that this dude is over, is, is, is fat. Like, but, um, I, I think that the thing for me is I'm watching it and the stuff he's doing is like, you know, you know that, 
you know, about you know about the stuff about him you know blowing this thing up or him not wanting to pay um, Scottie Pippen or um, Michael Jordan more money than they already making, but just to see uh, what's the other Jerry the owner uh, Reinsdorf to see Reinsdorf like sit there and like be like yeah throw his hands up. Yeah, he's put his hands up. It's like, no, man. Like, you hop in here and be like, nah, let's just run this back until we don't win no more. And there probably been one more. 99 would have been a year. They definitely would have won again, probably. Especially after the lockout. That would have been a disaster. But um, I just... For, for me, it's just... It's showing Jordan um, in, in, in a way that I didn't know if Scotty's just be like... I don't know. He... I don't know why this got so personal. Like, I understand the, the Scotty, like, wants his money or whatever else, but, like, I don't think you're going to get your money by, like, insulting this dude and effectively, like, you know, call, saying all types of fighting words to a dude that you know that you can easily whoop his ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I just found it to be very small from both of them. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously a different time, blah, 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 but, like, you're being a jerk and you know you're being a jerk. Uh... And and it's also you know the cameras are there too, so it was really weird. Um, I I I will say though, um, were there any other things that like came to that you you thought stood out to you? Oh, the fucking sixty three when he was scoring with fucking El Pujo in the background. Oh my god, that was the best, wasn't it? Bro, it was like lighting these boys up, like you know. I mean, I was like I said, this is nothing that we haven't seen right. or anything before. But it's like we've everybody seen the everybody <laughs> seen Jordan do the double between the legs on the right baseline against Bird. Everybody's seen that a million times. But right, it's, it's the packaging. Right, that they're selling you this dope right now. Basically, there this is a Michael Jordan um, legacy protecting documentary, and what oh, yeah. he did was like that. He just did. It was this was Act One this week. This wasn't. Like, as good as it's going to get, this wasn't anything. This is just like, oh, my God. Like, just you're seeing him in college and you're learning how special he is. And I don't know, man. It it, it was a really great uh, look into, you know, the greatest basketball player ever. And then it's just like you see him as an old man and then you see him – as the myth that you always hear about, you right. know, that, you know, if you're younger and you're hearing that, like I started watching basketball in, in the late nineties as Jordan was, you know, headed out. So <clears throat> it's like, man, like he's he, like, this man really walks around with an orange glow around him. <laughs> right. Like, I think the thing for me that was, um, well, there are a couple things, but, you have no idea how fun it was to see to see like the the stuff of him in North Carolina and him coming through North Carolina and leaving in and then like for the stuff for me was like Roy Williams. Oh my god, Roy Williams. Oh my god. He he like Roy he Williams was in full worker mode. Let's put it this way. He was full. That was full recruit Roy Williams. And boy, yeah. like when he said that, like Michael Jordan is the only person I ever seen um, that could that could shut it on and shut it off. But he always, but he never shut it off. Like goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> like this is incredible. <laughs> like you, this is somebody that is one of the best recruits in the history of or recruiters in the history of college in men's college basketball. And this also a guy 
imagine him spit- walking with that energy into your living room like you right. your ass going to North Carolina right like, what? And, and, and this is what I'm getting at with this right this is a dude that specifically has been telling these Michael Jordan stories for 35 years Rich <laughs> There was nobody that that was more prepared for this Michael Jordan documentary, aside from Michael Jordan, than Will Williams. I've been waiting. (laughs) I've been waiting my whole life, or half my whole life, to give give y'all this, and it was great. Um, like it's so interesting to see, like, uh, uh, but yeah, like just to talk about that, like his his first few years there, and then he leaves, and then like same thing with you. We talk about the '63. Is like for me. And you know, I don't know. I don't know how like how much you you know your your opinions of Michael Jordan has changed as you've grown up. But like my opinions of Michael Jordan has changed. He went from being a god to me to, to he's a fucking jerk. And he just had to be the best basketball player of all time. And those th- two things are okay, or those two things are not mutually exclusive. Like yes, he was the greatest basketball player of all time. He was also an asshole. Um, like, you know, the, the lens I looked at it through, I was like, man, if Kobe did this, y'all would y'all would just be up in arms, you know. Like, but Mike do it is cool, you know. It, you know, that's I've always I've always had this is from Mike because of the stuff like this is Kobe thinking that it's how you have to do it because he because why because he learned from that guy. Like you yeah. have to be you have to be a jackass to be able to uh, teach people how to ru- how to uh, wrestle how to play basketball. It's like or to congeal as a team it's like nah you don't it doesn't, no you don't you just have to be really good at basketball and try really damn hard um but yeah uh i think the thing for me was once you get to the thing another part about the me talking about like my opinions of jordan has changed like over the times like you know the overblown thing about or not overblown but like the republicans buy shoes thing that was really a joke but then people have extrapolated the fact that like and taking away the context that he was saying that in jest to mean that like yeah he's willing to sell his soul or whatever else and then you know the stuff where like um some of the political stuff he's done with donations or whatever else that are kind of like okay like you're both sizing this thing okay whatever but to know that michael jordan is is not a person that cares for rap music at all Oh, you didn't know that? No, no, I, I, no, no, that, no. This, <laughs> okay. is this is something I've known, gotcha. but this is the thing. Like, to know that he's always some, you know, a, a person that's never been into rap music or whatever else, even though like, but he putting rap all over this shit. I'm getting to it, okay. but 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 so I'm like, okay, whatever. But once that Michael that LL Cool J starts playing, and you see those highlights, it was like my fucking brain exploded. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. No one will ever do anything better than putting the 63 highlights next to the next time bad. Because it's like... It's the same year, the same time period. Right. It, it all lines up. Right. And it's like, in, in, in the late 80s, LL Cool J was probably the best rapper alive. And you have the, the, like, the best athlete alive in his zenith, like, super young. And, like, this like his, oh, my God, where is the next decade taking us performance out of him at that time? You're just like, and you're watching it, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, whoever thought of putting these two matching song with this is, like, a genius. This is incredible. Like, so, um, for me, it was, like, it was, it was great. And then, you know, I mean... I, the stuff with Scotty. Oh, another thing with Jordan coming up is like you hear with Jordan, you hear with Scotty. They both had all of a sudden, like over one summer, they both grew five inches, and it's like that also informs all the stories you, all these legendary mythical stories that you, you would hear about people. Like, and I think some of these thirty thirties have done that. Like the Lynn Bias thing. Like when I was a kid, I never did drugs. I've never done drugs to this day because when I was a kid, I heard it was a dude that 
probably could have been better than Jordan, and he did cocaine once, and he dropped dead. Right? And I was like, oh my god, never, never. (laughs) It has been been 20-some years, and still never, right? So, to hear the stories about, you know, Michael Jordan, he didn't, you know, when he was a sophomore, he never made his varsity team or whatever else. It's like, and then all of a sudden, two years later, he becomes All-American. He's like, yeah, and he also grew five fucking inches in a summer. <laughs> like, Scottie Pippen, same thing. Like, he went from being, like, 5'11 to, to after high school to all of a sudden he's 6'7. It's like, yeah, these things kind of, like, these are the context that you need. Like, these, these people that, like, yes, these people worked very, very hard. They also had growth spurt, spurts. They completely changed their, their their trajectory of what he would have been as a basketball player throughout the whole careers. And I mean, the perfect one now that we look at is Anthony Davis now. But like, there's a bunch of these stories out there like that. And then yeah. you look at the NFL um, with dudes that you know from these that end up getting drafted or become stars out of these high school out of you know um, that are like three star recruits, two star recruits. It's like what happened? Most of the times, it's this person hit a growth spurt at going into their senior year after camps and all that stuff was done. So they were late in the process. People didn't realize that whatever else they made quote unquote developed. Oh, you hit a growth spurt. Like this stuff happens. Like, uh, the, the classic one was, um, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews goes to campus at USC, weighs 190 pounds, leaves USC weighing 220 or 250 something pounds. That kind of matters. Man, got on that program and and you know the meals, right? Like the, I mean, weight programs, just random growth spurt stuff or whatever. It's like there's all these stories like that, and people always say like you know just determine you know it's determinationism, <laughs> like you know just the wheel of not going. It's like yes, there's some of that, absolutely true. There, but let's not knock. Let's let's not pretend it like Scottie Pippen with his set of skills at six foot seven is a lot more devastating than him at five eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I can't wait till I can't wait to what see what they do. Uh, this, uh, this, or a Rodman, hours. like, it, oh yeah, they're gonna do Rodman. You're gonna talk about him on the Pistons, right? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I also want to see what they do with, this, with that migraine game. I wonder what they do with that. Are they gonna even mention it? Because they didn't even yeah. come close to touching that um, in the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it out. We're gonna be watching it. We're gonna be talking about it probably every Sunday. Yes. <laughs> you talking yes. about last week's? Yes, you um, got another uh, three of these. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, so what's next on the list, man? Oh man. So Robert Gronkowski, the Tampa Bay WWE. Tampa Bay Gronk, the WWE 24-7 champion, has won and done it. He is officially retired from professional wrestling, <laughs> undefeated. With the belt. Yes. Um, I'm, it, I can't believe that we live here. And, like, I was saying to you, and a few of the fellas in, uh, in our group, this like, growing up here, knowing that, like, and it, it's so weird to say, like, the Bucks are... A legitimate shortlist contender to win the NFC because they have elite quarterback play, or we're assuming we're going to have elite quarterback play because they have an all-time great quarterback. And it's like, like I understand that y'all don't really realize that because you know up, up until probably like 1998, no one actually like felt like this was actually like a city that had football, right? <laughs> but um. Like it's it's a kid to me in my mind. Like Ramon is like is imagine like saying like you know the Chicago Bears are getting to the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl contender legitimately because of their quarterback play. 
like that's that's really the level of this. And like Gronk coming out of retirement to do this is like wow. Okay. Um yeah, do I think he's going to be 2012-2013 Gronk? No. No. Do I still think he's going to be one of the top tight ends in football? Yes. Um they're going to be really good on offense. Uh but the Gronk thing is interesting cuz it's like he was a lot smaller at uh, WrestleMania than he was like in his playing days. Like, how's he gonna pack on that weight in such a short amount of time? And then you think like, is re- is the season gonna start on time? What's going on with all this? I mean, you know, all this stuff is taking. You know, it's so weird. But yeah, I mean, as far as uh, the wrestling thing is like, well, this is better. This is probably better than it would have been had he gotten in the ring and actually tried to wrestle. He got out while he was ahead. I don't think Rob Gronkowski would have offered anything to the world of wrestling at all. Um, <laughs> so he like, looked like a goof. Uh, he has zero value internationally. Um, he wore a helmet his whole career. Uh, <laughs> like I, I it, it, hard, it has trouble registering. You know. Um, well, Gronk was one of the few people that was recognizable outside the helmet, but I get what you mean. You're 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 mostly right, like because really it's like we're talking about quarterbacks and like a handful of people outside yeah. of that. But you're right. Yeah. Um. So hopefully he defends the belt at some point um, during the football season in, yeah. in some type of gag manner where he's in the Bucks uniform or something. Got a question? Do you think? Do you think after they got off the phone? Do you think that Mojo cried? Yes, <laughs> Mojo was like, "I can't believe," like he was like, "I can't believe you double crossed me like this." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and I'm not saying that we should shame Mojo for potentially crying because, like, I know damn well if I got off that phone with Gronk and I, and I and I was Mojo, look, I would have cried too. I'd be like, "Hey, fuck, you will never talk off for me, bro." Look, because Black Wednesday easily could have been Dean Matati or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Yeah, like had had it not been for the Gronk, like for all we know, for all we know, Gronk stayed on just a little bit longer just to make sure that man stayed away from the round of cuts. For all we know, if there's yeah. another wave of cups of cuts, uh, mm. your boy might be on there. Mm. Like on second thought, like yeah, Drake, you doing good promo work right now. You come back. Uh, let me come 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 holler at me, Dean. Come holler at me, Dean. Yeah, or to be like, yeah, can you go? Uh, can you go get that face paint on and, and put the tent, put the bull Nakano back on, please? And you know, yes or no? Will Tom Brady at some point hold the twenty four seven championship? This like, year? be the champion or hold it? Like, like touch it? Uh, be the champion? No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> Does Vince Man want him to be the champion? Oh my god. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, do you see? The, do you see the thing where they talked about Gronk now going off, and they wish him the best, and say that you know he's going to be out there, and maybe you Dependent. know keep a look out for Tom Brady, dude. He, they, not, they would love nothing more than for Tom Brady. Look, they be whoring themselves out to get some type of big star all the time. Amazing. Who's who's the coach of the Bucks now? Is it still uh, your boy Dirk Cutter? No, it's Arians. They got rid oh. of Cutter. They got rid of Cutter, and then they brought in Bruce Arians for the last uh, last year was his first year. Gotcha. I'm yeah. so removed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's funny. It's like obviously Arians has um is versatile, but like it's funny. It's like Arians with you know whether he was with Peyton or he's with uh uh, uh Ben in Pittsburgh is like 
or when Carson Palmer has always had these quarterbacks that like either could throw the long ball or had or had cannons and and then like now he's moving to Tom Brady who's like he's he's like a decade he's over a decade removed from having the cannon like that it's funny uh, oh my god they booked down Brian versus Baron Corbin this week alright I guess we gotta talk about wrestling now thanks thanks alright it's funny because like we are now 36 minutes into the show look I at feel, us I feel like from this moment forward like our our feelings and thoughts and positivity is going to like completely take a huge downturn over this next week of us while talking about this week of empty arena wrestling after just glowing about the Jordan documentary and Gronk and going back into the league and and whatever else you talking about. Oh, you, and also, and you talking about your video games like yes. I, I feel yes. like I, I might I might have to add in the weekly video game report what I've done in the promotion as I try to expand globally. Oh God, you know, oh, like God. like the game if. if <laughs> If you want to do that, fine. But that means you just have to start hosting this podcast and producing and recording it, and so you can tack it on after I leave the I leave the premises. Uh, I don't want to see you for that shit weekly. Um, but yeah, I guess we got to get into it. Talk about wrestling. I don't think we can really go too much uh, into wrestling this week without talking about the what's surrounding um, the Velveteen Dream right now. Um, yeah, his you know his account may or may not have been hacked. Um, there are you know, there's an internet. Um, there are pictures of internet chat, uh, a DM between Velveteen and a woman that uh, is allegedly in high school or was in high school at the time, right? Not of age. I'll just say that. Yeah, was a, allegedly is a minor. Um, he is basically flirting with her. I mean, you guys can go through it and see it. Like, there's no way around it. He was flirting with her and flirting with her in a way that, like, he knew the age. He asked, like, what what grade are you in? What what school do you go to? Yeah, that's right. What school you go to, which would also, yeah, yeah, it's effectively the same thing. You're in, you're in a school, like, not college, school. There were photos leaked or in the conversation as well. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. So, yeah. All bad. Yeah, all bad and like what? It, look, you don't know. Look, it's an L whenever once you meet someone on the internet. But once you find, once we find out, or, or or once we eventually get some confirmation that this is a minor, it might it, it might be Rappington for this dude. Yeah, um, I don't really feel uh, comfortable to speak on it uh, until we get a little bit more out yeah. of this thing. But That's it don't look good, and it um, it, hope it ain't true. Yeah, um, and then like uh, Ross Sapp pulled up some police report from like f- uh, November last year of yeah him like uh, vandalizing a car. It's like, like what, what are you doing? What's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did where did this stuff come from? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you know, and then you pair it with like we'll get into it talking about uh. NXT uh, later in the show, but like you compare this with his performance, like since he's been back, he's been back for two months now. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this dude. Like mm-hmm. he he's been back for two months. Like some of this rush should have came off now. He may be even worse now than he was when he first came back, and he wasn't even good then. I don't right. know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you wanted to um, talk about BT two hundred. Um, yeah. fill me in on that. Cool. But like I know it was a two hundred show. 
you know, I, I, you sit, you guys send me stuff from BTE, the stuff that you think I find amusing. I do find it mostly amusing, the stuff you send me, but like, it's not something I'm into as far as watching it. And then, like, they're doing a Nick Jackson, they did a Nick Jackson versus Matt Jackson match, and like, the wrong person won, but, you know, we'll see. Let's, 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 so like, wrong person did not win. Sorry? Or excuse me, the wrong person, like, no, the right person did win. Because, All right, well, you you tell me how so. Because yeah. I heard that okay. I heard that Matt won, and I'm like, that don't sound right. Yeah. Um, the day you do a Nick Jackson win over Matt is not in his backyard. It's whenever Matt Jackson's last match is. He puts over Nick, and Nick takes the fuck off, like, and he retires his brother. That's when you do the big win over Matt Jackson. But as far as BT uh, 200, like, just a fun creative match that just puts a smile on your face and <laughs> it was it was hilarious it was uh impressive they did you know like this man uh matt or excuse me nick was jumping like uh off of like these big like perches putting his brother through a table. They were doing a lot of like wrestling inside of a gym. They did a Canadian destroyer off of a diving board into a pool. It was ridiculous. Um, lots of wrestling in the grass. Like the, I, I lost my mind when they did that Canadian destroyer into the pool. It was like amazing. Um, did they sell it? Yes. It, it went for a near fall after that. <laughs> like he was in the water and then like the ref had to jump into the pool as well. Ref had to count on the in the water. It was a two count. Wait, but, um, what was his shoulders pinned against? He was holding him up in, you know, pin, uh, the water. What? Yes, you have to see it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, do, I don't. That so like by far you, you I, absolutely I think, know that this is not the wrestling I want to watch. <laughs> you oh, know this is I great. This is great. This was like the best, uh, you know, on location type of match. Uh, we went about 19 minutes or so, so they didn't do the half hour <laughs> deal. They didn't. I, they stayed, I appreciate them for that. They stayed far away from from that uh, level, but <clears throat> I, I think this was more fun and better wrestled than like anything else. And they did some comedy bits in there where they they spoofed the Firefly Funhouse to where they ended up as like uh, Sean and Marty in the barbershop and you know. Pu- putting them through the windows and then they were wearing like the rockers gear. It was like, it was really funny and really well done. Was, and then uh, who was Sean? Um, I believe it was Nick. Makes I sense. believe makes sense. Um, Appropriate. I think that, um, uh, and you know, eventually you get to the end and, uh, Matt has the big super kick. He has a boot with the spikes on it that he used against like Candice LeRae and like PWG uh, okay. super kicks. Uh, Nick off this like ledge or whatever, and you know he gives him an elbow drop, pins him. Matt wins. I was shocked, uh, but then I was like, well, this I, I I can see why because if you're gonna do the big Nick win, as I mentioned, you're gonna do that. But is it a big Nick win if like Nick is already seen as the bigger star? Well, it's his brother. So like, if you beat him now, like he's still he's always fighting his older brother, no matter what. So like. Well, I thought okay. if you if you whoop your, your big brother now, there's nothing like to really go to. Okay, so maybe I'm misunderstood. I thought that this was just like a warm up match for for Nick coming back after what happened to him, like to test where he is. Yeah, it wasn't actually like a, a big thing where it's like, you know, I uh, you know, there's some personal thing. Like I think like that's a I feel like there's still room for like if they wanted to, they could have had 
Nick win and then like eventually get to that and do a brother versus brother match later where there actually is a personal thing but you know whatever um it's it's on BTE it doesn't matter <laughs> it's yeah they can do, it, they can run it back again later they um uh and and this was like uh you know after that they broke into this you know long like seven minute portion of the video of like the highlight reel of like the entire run of BTE, like to and starting to like Adam Cole being in it, to Marty getting added, to Heyman, to Cody, to them selling out all in, to all the pay per views, the backstages, all the funny bits, Kenny calling uh, Cody the three star uh, savior, and, th- and a chair getting thrown in the room, like it was Allen Iverson in a bowling alley, and it was like <laughs> with, with, with far less racial tension. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really like you know for every for people that have like followed this you know this show, you know one of the elite star making machines of this time, you know you think about all the people that have come through there that they've you know put on like like Adam Cole, Marty Scurll, Hangman, Cody eventually came to BT and you know brought what he brought to it, and it's just like anyone that gets on there they start selling more merch. They get like free catchphrases over. It's always like interesting to see, you know, whoever comes into that world ends up like doing better from it. And a lot of people got a feeling like, um, like BT could be ending soon. I didn't get that feeling, but when you think about it, like these guys were not what they are now when this started. Right. <laughs> this was, like you're talking about successful, like you know, tag teams in a single, like you know. Like Kenny was a star coming into BCE, but the Bucks, I don't think they were that big. That when you flash forward to now, like they're executives and everything like that, I imagine producing BCE is probably a taxing experience. Um, you, you know, every week. Do you, do you think that? I think Nick's the one that says that does it right. That does all the editing. Is you think so? He's still Nick doing it by himself? Edits. Nah, Hangman also edits too. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So. I don't know. It, it just like if it does end, like it's it's it would be the end of an era, um, you know, and a way to, you know, in, in a way that stars were born, you know, a, a company like was spawned off of this, like it changed professional wrestling, um, you know, for regardless of how goofy it is and everything like that. There are a lot. They taught themselves how to become bookers. They ran angles on this thing and they sold tickets at the end of the day and yep. created a, a huge fan base. So. If it's, I don't think it's the end, but you know it could be. Uh, I would say you would have to salute these guys, like <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, because this was something that started out of nowhere. It started from subscriber zero, and now they have like four hundred forty thousand subscribers or something like that. So, yeah, I think I'm subscribed, even though I don't watch it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think. If they whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do is fine. Um, I think my biggest issue, or I don't have an issue, but like I think my thing with them is like, and they did it. Uh, they actually did it for the 200th show. They actually uh, did promo on Dynamite for it. Is like, if this stuff is a part of the universe or whatever else, like if you want me to or not, like if you want a normal person to watch it, like most not everybody knows all this shit is around. So it's like sell your, you know, tell us what happened on Dark. You know, tell us what happened on BTE. Like, in a way that where it's like, 
you can still have credibility as a fake sport. Like, obviously, you can't talk about, like, you know, um, Adam Cole trying to trying to have a few of Joey Ryan's dick. I, like, I know you can't do that. That's fucking, that's, that's, that's beyond the pale. But, like, you know, the stuff that you can touch on or allude to without, like, just, you know, it's been like, what the, f-? you know, but talk about that weekly. Like, that's really, like, and my beef was actually with, uh, or my beef isn't actually with like BTE itself or Dark itself. It's with Dynamite and AEW and them not promoting the shit on a weekly basis or biweekly basis. To say, oh yeah, we did this this week. Go check that out. That's important. Like I, I kind of don't want Kenny Omega to to fucking almost impale himself in a in a lifestyle match with Joey Janela for you know for ne- almost next to no reason. Like it took them. What that, that match happened on a Tuesday. Then the next week, sh- and then the next day show of Dynamite. They didn't pr- promote it, and then they had to promote it the week after. It's like I, I don't know, man. Like I don't, I, I, if I was kidding, man, I'd be pissed. It's like I'm fucking, I'm out here murdering my. Like, do you remember um, the Janela? Um, uh, Janela had did the uh, the interview thing where they eat food in a hotel room, right? Or whatever yeah. they call that, right? And like the beginning of his was like. Yeah, you see that you see the the people's likenesses on the trucks on the AEW trucks. That's cool. And he, and then like Jones like, no man, no man, fuck this. Like I'm out here killing myself, you guys. And he's like everybody's on a fucking truck, man, except for me. <laughs> I'm killing myself for you guys. It's like if and I'm thinking to myself like I'm kidding. I'm making like, bro, I'm out here damn near getting you know almost killing myself in these dark matches. Like put my shit in, promo my shit, please. Like this shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like so, like that's kind of that's really all my thing is like I don't really watch stuff, but like maybe if they promoted like we think this is special, so you check this out, I'd be like, okay, I'll go see this um, whatever you know, Young Bucks match they have on Dark or whatever else, or maybe I would have, or not even me if for someone else if they want to you know get into this is like if you have a universe, try to immerse people in it. Um, and stuff all ties together in a, in a way that makes sense. From from everything I've heard, so it's like for the most part, so like, why be afraid to say, "Hey, go to YouTube." Yeah, I I think it's just different visions, like you know, maybe, maybe, so. maybe it's kind of like, may, or maybe you know, um, Tony is. I'm talking about just the BT part, not the dynamite part, not not the dark part. The dark part should be promoted, but maybe the BT thing is like, I don't want to, I don't want to cause no confusion. <laughs> I, that, I think that could be it too. Yeah, it's like I don't want you know, like they like Matt's called it like the black sheep of any company he's ever worked for. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, whatever. So hope it continues. If not, thanks for the memories. <laughs> uh, and they they drop like a forty five minute cut of like the highlights from um, the two hundred episodes. I'm about five minutes into it, dying mm-hmm. laughing. Do they have the one where they basically went to a training school and they just audited it with super kick trainees? Did they have? That I'm, on I'm sure that's going to be on that. I, I haven't <laughs> seen the whole thing yet, but okay. Did all right? I, I just want to know uh, another one. Like back when Cody was a heel, do they have when he was in the snow lounge with, with Brandy? Because that was excellent. That was like, I had to see. It, it was so fun. Like they're, they're like they're basically like when you watch. Um, Various couples like in wrestling, like when there was like Triple H and Stephanie back in the day, and it's like they're they're so adorable together, and they're both evil, so you fucking hate their guts that they're together, and like they're also like in this nice snow la- like uh, ski lounge, so they're like they ball into. It's like this is great. 
<laughs> it was great. I remember that one. Um, but yeah, there's a few things I've seen, but like most of it's just like uh, it's so goofy and like I don't, you know, whatever. Like, um, but yeah, I guess we move on from there. Um, let me talk about Dynamite since we were since we were already talking about AEW. Um, what do you think of this week's show? I liked it um, a lot. It and was way better than last week's show. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh better God, than last, last week's week show. Was just that was the worst. I think that's. I really think that's the worst dynamite they've ever done. Over really? the six months, seven months they've done like last week's. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm saying it was a, ma- a show that was just there. I wouldn't even say it was a bad show. I'd say it was just mediocre. But mm-hmm. it was like nothing was working on the show last week, um, especially the match. But this this week, yeah, like start from the opener. Very good match. I mean, I remember it. Me, I got into it a little bit. Not into, not into it, but like we were like, you were like, this match is awesome. I'm like, it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like Darby versus Sammy. Um, starts out hot, and then like to me, it went to a weird place. Like it's like the the baby face starts working over the heel's leg. The heel is violently fighting from underneath he's and then like uh, and then they they actually turn it up after that and uh, finishes on a high note but this is for me just like the whole middle of this match is like why would you do it this way and also like even if you were to do this way like why would you want sammy and darby doing body part matches like see i, I think know, it man. was for i think it was for darby um like giving him another dimension essentially to go into you know like his offense with because one thing that they've been very good, and we're ironically going to talk a lot about this on this episode, uh, about is uh, establishing secondary finishers for people in AEW. I don't think there's anyone that's that's doing this better right now. Um, and, and eventually everything with the leg kind of like led to that leg lock thing that he ended up pinning them with. So, you know, if it's in service of that, of course, you know, the you start with the jumping off the ladder. Uh, unless you're going to keep jumping off the ladder, you're not going to like – <laughs> You're not gonna stay at that level. You gotta reel it in uh, first. The, right, right, right. But the thing, the thing for me is like, all right. So they start out hot, and it's like almost move per move, effectively the same thing as their match at Revolution, where they start out hot outside the ring, and then Sammy splashes on uh, Darby outside the ring at some point. Well, this time it wasn't a three six thirty through a table. This time it was a splash off through a ladder that wasn't gonna break. Real um, ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dumbasses. <laughs> so, so, so then they go to commercial break, and then they come, and then like that's the whole section where uh, Sammy's controlled, and Darby comes back by like he takes off Sammy's foot and then bites it, and then bites right in front of Arby, just bites his toes. I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey, nasty, bro. Look, I, one that's gross. Two, the ref's looking right the fuck at you, and three, like, I understand there are no rule, there are effectively no rules in AEW, but can we like? But can we at least like have the ref pretend that they're fucking with be like stop this don't do this this is gross or slash like <laughs> this is small digit manipulation it, it, whatever uh, so they're they're keep going and it's still like with the dynamic wrong of the hill fighting from underneath or whatever else and then like yes you're right he did do his um his uh his cradle or whatever else but I'm just like you didn't have to do you didn't have to do this part like I feel like they were like well you need to go longer than we want you to so like in the middle just do this the way to buy time and I'm like 
I don't really want to watch Sammy and Darby for, like ru- like do that in the match between them. Like let them do that in a decade from now when they're like they're they don't do them kind of crazy bumps no more because they're older now. Like save that for then. Let them have those matches then, not now. Well, I I think we got a glimpse of the future. I think we're talking about a foundational rivalry uh, yeah. going forward. Uh, yeah. I've seen two matches, and I feel like it, I'm I can say that with confidence now. So yeah. um, I think that Sammy needs to win the next one they have. Um, like if they're gonna if they're going to have them be actual career rivals or whatever else, then you have to spread it around. This cannot be a Zumi and Starlight Kid where Star- Starlight Kid just whoops a Zumi ass, even though she's better all the time. It can't be that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. But other than that, like. I just couldn't get into the match in the middle after that. Like once they started doing it, but like it did pick up and got very good again. Like in the closing stretch after the, I'm trying to think what, what there was a spot that basically like flipped it. I can't remember what it was though. But it was yeah. the, I think it was a knee. Maybe. I, I really can't recall. Uh, yeah. It, I probably it feels like it's so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Wednesday feels like it was like two weeks ago. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it like end of the day, I'm like, it's, it's three, three and a quarter. Like people are higher on it, but like, I'm just like, I don't know what you were trying to accomplish with what you're doing in the middle. Is so like, yeah, but whatever. I still gave it. A, I still say it's a good match. Um, I'm trying to think what's the next. What happened after that? I, um, right. It feels it. like it's two weeks ago, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like I almost gotta. Um, I gotta think about it. You know, the see. big was thing. Was it? Was it Jimmy well, having? What was that? Was it was it Jimmy Havoc and Orange Cassidy? Jimmy Havoc and no, that was that was not next. I believe okay. the next thing was the. I think I, it was a. I think it was a profile piece. On, on Scorpio Sky. Uh, Scorpio Sky, I think. Uh, oh, Jerry Cole and Shivani were fucking awesome on this show, by the way. Okay. Uh, oh, Broken Matt Hardy, two mats. Oh God, yes, right, two mats. It ain't for me. Like I, I, it's just it's not for me. Whatever. I liked his regular self better. So do I. I say the same thing. But like, I don't know. I don't I, know where it's going. I don't know if it's because <laughs> like it's the Jericho thing where Jericho is like not putting over or did not put over uh, Damascus, and then like he's talking to him like you're like you're Matt Hardy. Who the fuck do you think? Who the fuck you think you fooling? You are Matt Hardy. Stop playing with me. Why right? are you playing so, with me? Right. So then, like, I'm sitting. He's still doing the Damascus thing, and I was like, whatever, man. And then, like, once he's Matt Hardy again, it's like, why can't he just be Matt Hardy? <laughs> why can't he just be Matt Hardy? Why? Why does he have to be broken, Matt Hardy, with th- this shit? And like, I feel like Matt Hardy only works like in in the compound doing the cinematic stuff with like. The, the 20 something minute episode of whatever he's doing to Jeff at the time like I don't think it really works with like I, I don't know like I, just, I don't like any of this Broken Matt Hardy stuff in AEW aside from like the parts that like when Jericho's talking I just haven't liked it and I and I actually liked what he said when he was Matt instead of Broken Matt but, bro, but I don't know maybe it's because like he almost feels like some throw in shit for what this company has been so far Mm-hmm. Like there is room for wackiness. We have Orange Cassidy on the show for God's sakes, but it's like, okay, so now we're talking about a mother, a, a, a fucking Highlander, an immortal per- human being, a person, a immortal being. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I, I, it's, it's too, it's too wacky for me. Like I even enjoyed the shit with like Jericho having heat with 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 Vanguard, but like 
Matt being being I just can't Look, like, it just don't, the, don't the, work the, for the me. Thing, the thing that I want out of it is I want Jericho eventually in the lake of reincarnation coming out as old versions of himself. Oh my well he has a hair to do that, doesn't yep. I? <laughs> I want Lionheart Chris Jericho to show up. Thrill seeker Jericho. Come on, baby. Thrill seeker Jericho. Bro, I like you think all you know, bring the white jacket back out. Yes, everything. Like I I don't know how Matt Hardy works with someone that doesn't have like an extensive history like that. So I don't know. So I, I hate to kick the can down the road on it, but Sam, like Well, they're saying Sammy's up next is like, damn, Sammy Sammy can't Sammy just cannot Sammy better win. <laughs> Sammy ain't gonna win, bro. Sammy been taking another hell. Sammy Stegen in that squad. Yuck. <laughs> oh, calling it now. Sammy Guevara will turn on Chris Jericho one day. Book it. He's going to turn on Jericho or Jericho's going to turn on him? He's going to turn on Jericho with the inner circle, and Sammy will lead the inner circle one day. I don't know when, but do you think it's going to happen. Do you think Sammy's charismatic, to pull the, charismatic enough to pull that off, or do you think that yes. he's going to have to become – Better he's gonna be, might be able to do that. He's gonna be he's gonna become more evil, and the second he does that to Jericho, everyone loves Jericho. Right, right. I can see it now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, up next, uh, Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels, the most oh. talked about squash match of all time, seemingly. James, um, do I don't know, man. Where do you want to start? How about we do the match since the match was actually like something worth watching and and you know uh, you know a cool a, a cool kind of exhibition uh, I might a add six minute fun match where Kenny Omega in my opinion we'll go over my opinion is it was a six minute fun match where Kenny Omega gave a guy more than he probably should have compared to what we think of a person of Kenny Omega sta- standing is but. When he gave him this stuff, it made the match more fun. So, for me, I just shrug my shoulders and move on my day. Then, I wake up the next day and find out that, like, Ryan Sand doesn't know that Kenny Omega's finisher isn't a knee. It's actually a, a, a electric chair Michinoku driver. I... I I don't. I, and then it went. And then it. And then Meltzer and Satin are arguing with each other because Satin has that job that has him linked to WWE. And Ryan Satin, no matter what he does, can't like escape the fact that he did that. And he knows that he can't, but he's still trying to pretend like it's no problem. And like they've been adding. They've been. They've been saying such other for like about a year and a half, two years now. So it's like. This is just this is just another th- small thing, and we're gonna get more of these over time. Like I remember, it was one where Meltzer was talking about um, the people that do good reporting, and like he mentioned Son- Sean Ross Sapp and Wade Keller, and then like he specifically named like everybody you can imagine under Sun, except for Satin, like a year and change ago. So it's like this has been a long time coming, and yeah. he's always said that like Meltzer and Ryan Satin's always been this thing like Meltzer doesn't like me, and then why and kind of like you know says in that kind of way, like, I don't understand why he doesn't like me. So, something's happened, or whatever else, and we'll probably never know, and honestly, I don't really care, but it's like, Ryan, I, what I need you to do is, like, know that, like, Stop the v, coming the out v here trigger in bad, isn't a, bad faith. Well, well, Stop hold on, coming. Well, hold on, the first thing is, like, the first thing is, like, just know, like, 
the V trigger isn't a fucking finishing move, so I don't know how how he even got here from that. So like, go ahead, Rich. Yo, he he has to stop coming out here in bad faith, which set off like minions upon minions upon minions, which set off everyone else correcting them, letting them know that the V trigger has never beat anyone. Kenny Omega has a history of giving opponents a lot, especially young guys that aren't on his level. He has a match with Jay White when Jay White is a young lion. Same kind of thing, but a little bit longer and even more like, wow, Kenny, kind of what are you doing? But what does Kenny Omega get out of blowing through this guy? Like, I don't think this would make Kenny Omega any more over. He's not a monster heel. He's not anything like that. He's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. So when I see this stuff, it's just, you know, when they start trying to turn it into a referendum on Kenny Omega's ability to be a star, Kenny Omega's ability to be looked at as a top person, Kenny Omega's ability to, you know, him not being New Japan Kenny Omega, whatever that is, right? This, I'm like, how quickly they forget. How quickly we forget that in 2020, He's been the wrestler of the year. How quickly we forget that he has more. He's essentially gotten over another uh, act and saved him, thrown a red flag or thrown a damn life preserver to him in Hangman. How quickly we forget that Kenny Omega has other responsibilities like the women's division. How quickly that he requests to even get his own time cut. How quickly we forget all these things that when the promotion was started, for whatever reason, he wasn't the one that was focused on. I guess people are calling for them to start focusing on Kenny in a roundabout way. Is that the case, James? Since, since, you know, is this really what they want? Because, you know, when when it happens, and it will, they're all going to cry like hoes. (laughs) <laughs> the second it happens and when he's coming out here getting five stars and, and winning the title and drawing big you know uh pay-per-view buy rates on top they're they're gonna come out here and, and be upset about it and, and we're talking about the new japan uh you know the, the pure old people that just, just hate the fact a white man was over there you know in the beloved new japan pro wrestling on top as well yeah and he's gone now the people that are upset that he didn't sign with WWE. So, you know, whatever, he can't possibly be this good. Meanwhile, all you did, you're clamoring for this new Japan, Kenny Omega, but you didn't like him when he was over there. So really what the fuck is it? Why does Kenny Omega bother these people so much that it just burns their soul when the man is peacefully streaming, playing video games on the night of WrestleMania? What are these assholes doing on Twitter? These people are tagging him in, in WrestleMania videos saying you'll never have a match good as this. Just r- trying to ruin the man's evening and <laughs> just, just for no reason. It's not only fans. It's like wrestlers taking shots. I don't know why Kenny Omega bothers these people like this. He's he's doing his his thing as a nice tag team champion right now. Getting over every week with his matches. What's the problem? Why did this set everyone off? I mean, I have some guesses, right? I would assume that a lot of people have um, 
been annoyed by the hype around Kenny Omega. De- deserved hype. Let me let me add that in the front end. Deserved hype. And now that he's in AEW, and they didn't immediately like make him push him, gave him the rocket strap, and made him the first guy instead. It was Jericho and Cody, and now Moxley. Like they're like, all right, so where is it from this? You know, this great guy. And it's like, well, I I have like, all they all they got to do is well, open their eyes. Yeah, it was like, well, that's a point. It was like, well, he has like at worst the third match, the third best match in the world this year so far. But whatever. Um, so. I, you know, for me, it's, it's weird. Like, yes, like some of the stuff. Like for me, like I want Kenny. I want Kenny to be a star. I want the elite to be stars. I want them to, uh, to, you know, kind of, I won't say win more, but like not like you know, getting laid out by the fucking Dark Order in the, in the last, you know, Dynamite of the year. Um, it's 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 weird because like he's clearly like the superstar they have doing tag team duty right now, similar fashion to Tanahashi and Ibushi right now. Um. You know, you think of like Seth Rollins whenever he's in the tag team pictures. Like, we don't really have much for you. We'll do have you do this. Whatever was trying to do, you know, be a utility player. But it's like, yes, he's biding his time. But like, I think a lot of people, because it's been six months, like people were expecting. You know, there's a dude that potentially could have, you know, won the Royal Rumble, main evented. Well, one of the days of WrestleMania in theory. <laughs> um, or last year, or actually, no, he would have. You know, last year is what we're talking about. Um could have and it's like alright he's great like I think he's the best in-ring performer of the year so far in, in all the wrestling but I don't or let me phrase it I think he has more great matches than anyone else this year in professional wrestling but it's like we, the stuff I talk about and I think about when it's like I don't like the Nakazawa match like I, I just think it's fucking goofy that he's selling for like Nakazawa's this stupid shit, whatever. But maybe that ties into it's like he's far too giving for somebody in for in a, in a business that people have like um, historically seen as the people that make it are like fucking cutthroat. And maybe like the fact that he is um, so different from the norm that it like kind of like makes people think like this is strange and they don't know people's how to brains have been poisoned. Yeah, yeah. It's like if we were talking about Kobe and Jordan, thing it's like. You know, like LeBron comes along, they're like, "Well, wait, you're not a you're not a complete jackass. We don't know how to we don't know how to handle that. We don't know, like, we don't know, like, so maybe that's the thing. It's like, you know, Kenny Omega comes through, and in like the next twenty years of this is like there are less. I'm not I'm not saying that like Roman Reigns from jackass, he's not, but like, you look at all these people like that were in these positions and in these promotions, whatever, over time in America, major professional wrestling, and it's like all these people had a bit. Had some cutthroat to them, had some game in them, and like Kenny doesn't really seem like much of a of a person with a game. Like I think his promo delivery is very heelish, and I think that kind of what throws people off as far as like he's supposed to be a goody two shoes, but he kind of comes off as a heel when he talks on TV. But I don't know. Like I think he for the most part is like he's kind of just to himself, and he's just a re- he's the wrestler that comes in and wrestles and then goes by this fucking day, and like people don't really people don't really know how to once he. If you don't really say, say, if you don't really like put too many words behind what you do, people will start filling in the blanks for you. And I think, I think a lot of people happening. are filling, I think a lot of people fill in the blanks for him. And it's like, that's not necessarily fair. And it's like, and in some cases, it works out. Like, if you're Derek Jeter, it worked out for you. You stayed low, you stayed low and did your, your thing in New York. But like here, you got crazies online that like have, that have wrapped their identities to whatever fake fighting they watch. So it's like, 
then like all the stuff just runs rampant about like maybe maybe he's real maybe he has like a dead body in the trunk. It's like no, relax, chill. <laughs> Like, like maybe, bro, maybe it's it, also it, Machiavellian it, scheme of sorts. It's like I don't know. Like he he be hanging out with Kota Ibushi. How 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 intricate do you think his twists and turns are? <laughs> aside from his wrestling matches, I don't know. So um, I think you know, I think he's in a nice place. I don't think he's. I, I don't really care that he went six minutes. And it's only six fucking minutes. Like six this, minutes, this James. Six minutes like, some, this <laughs> six minutes been something like, oh my god, he gave him way too much. Should have like beat him with one fucking. He should have jackhammered his spirit. I'm just like, okay. Like he, last. like he was never in serious trouble. He didn't yeah. go life and death with the man. He was never he, in. Like I took it as it felt like he took the dude lightly, and then he eventually realized, all right, I have to like you know pull out the aces to, to put this dude away. Like it felt like a and also Serena's quarterfinal match. And also, they're telling you on commentary the entire time. Jericho's like, I don't think I think Candy's fucking around right, right now, and he's right. gonna you know turn it up in a second. So they're not only telling you the story in the ring, but they're telling you the story on commentary. And if you don't get it or you don't want to listen, that's you that lost it. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> well, I mean, like, if we, it, I don't really want to bash Ryan Sand over and over again because, like, one, I think like the stuff he reports is man, he's right. operating in bad faith. That's right, 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 right. Like I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> say, like when we talk about like wrestling shows, like there's two. Separate things. There's like their opinion and what they what they report. Like I believe right. that like Sean Ross Sapp or a Wade Keller or a uh, Meltzer or a Satin, whatever they reported is some shit that was given to them and it was and they went through the whatever process they had to do to get it verified and they and they ran with it. Now their opinions are something totally different. And when Satin said this shit about he thinks that he shouldn't have kicked out of V Trigger, like okay. Maybe like which was the one? Which, which was the one that was devastating looking? Which one was it? Was the it the first one? one? Okay, so never mind. Yeah, he thought, did not kick out. Of, oh yeah, right. by the way, he won the match with the V trigger. So right, it's right. like, no, I think the, I think the idea was that like I think the idea was that he hit him with the second one, and then he's like, well, I guess that's his second finish. So why did he kick out of it? It's like, well, no, he never puts any more away with it. And I remember when it happened before I even saw the sad stuff. Was like, I don't think I've ever seen Kenny beat someone with a V trigger. And, right. and you know me because personally, like. Right, and I, you know, Pearson, like, I've always thought the V-Trigger was a better move to be a finisher than the than the one-wing angel, but whatever. Um, so I just, you know... And, and this, this is the version in the ropes that he's... The, the dude's tangled in the ropes. There's not... It's not the one that he wins with or, you know, even goes to uh, the one-wing angel with. Like, so... And you look at the history of wrestling, I think Meltzer did a great job explaining this. And then I, I saw a whole bunch of squash matches pop up on um, Twitter. Um, you know, Ric Flair in, in the 80s. Um, I, I saw, like, you know, Bret Hart wrestling guys uh, pop up on the timeline. Uh, and just a lot of things that it made me think, like, I think people are, are, are tripping. I think Kenny Omega bothers them uh, <laughs> to a, to an insane degree. And I just hope they're ready for whenever they want to flip the switch on the guy because then then he'll be a top star in their face and they'll have to live with it. Yeah. And like, I, I think another thing is, like, you don't even have to go back to Bret Hart or Ric Flair to talk about, like, people carrying somebody through a match, through a match longer than it should have gone. Like, I just saw Daniel Bryan, like, go, th- go through a TV break with Cesaro. No, not against Cesaro. Cesaro's one of the very best wrestlers in the world. But as far as star power, Daniel Bryan should quote-unquote squash that guy. But it didn't happen. You know what they did? They went out there and they wrestled. And it was excellent. And I loved it. This is one of the better arena matches uh, of this era. Now that we're, now this is officially an era. But yeah, like, it, it was one of the better like empty arena matches. 
like do do you want to watch exciting wrestling or do you want to watch like Mike Tyson knock out bums in a less exciting way than Mike Tyson knock out bums because he's not actually because these fake wrestlers can actually knock somebody out otherwise they'd be like kicked out the business for knocking people out on purpose. I got news for everybody. If Kenny Omega wrestling a nine-year-old girl did not kill his ability to become a worldwide star, I don't think wrestling six minutes against Alan Angel. I forgot about that. These people, hey, these people hey, man. Hey, rich, rich, rich. 2011 stardom. Rossi Agawa ahead. Yep. Amazing. Like, you know, it, it, it always and it, it makes me wonder about you know the dynamics of how Kenny fights for himself if he does at all, especially looking at who's who they've gone with. They've, you know, I, that promo the first week of the empty arena when Cody was talking about we argue all the time about who's one and one A. I think there's a there's something there, you know, that's going on. I'd like to know. I don't know if we ever will, but I mean I'm confident his time will come and I'm enjoying same what here. he's doing now. So like yeah, same here too. I, and I, I told Josh this. I was like, I look at this, you know, from a perspective kind of as, as an artist because I'm a rapper. Like, if, you, if it was like, hey, Rich, we need you to start rapping like it's two thousand, like you're two thousand in two thousand eight again. Like, we need to know the UPS is hiring right now. Like, it's not happening. Like, I'm I'm a different, you know, performer and artist right now. Like, 2018, Cam Omega's not walked that door. Shit's gone. Like, want the old shit? Buy the old old album. Like, <laughs> like we got a whole like new. Like exciting thing. This was like I, I've talked about being excited that he got to leave New Japan because he got to do something else. Like, and at this point, it's like you don't you don't been to the mountaintop already over in New Japan, which we feel like that's like the premier stage, Wrestle Kingdom, like being the IWGP champion. You've done mm-hmm. it. So now fulfill yourself creatively, you know, build up your women's division, start a promotion. Well, Make a new star. From that perspective, I could see. I, I see where you're going with that. But like at certain points in this run, these six these six months with at Kenny, with Kenny, I feel like at some points he doesn't really feel like he's professionally like or creatively fulfilled when it's some of the stuff he's done. Like I think like. Or at least maybe it's just me. It's probably just me projecting, but it's like, all right. So, like, when can we quickly get like this? One of these two turn heel each other. We can get this match between Hangman and Kenny. Like, all right, you you've, you've done a million tag matches already. Like, I enough of that already. Like, you you've done the requisite time. Get to your match already. At you know, whenever they were gonna do it, probably all out or whatever else. But um, or all in. It's all in. All out. All out. So all out. I I mean, yeah, but. You know, I feel like also a lot of stuff is also just up in the air because, like, you know, blood and guts got canceled or postponed or whatever the hell. But right, you know, like, I just, I just feel like, yes, there are things to wonder about Kenny and wonder like if certain things are there on the American stage or not. But it's like this six minutes match is in the referendum. Isn't like isn't going to tip the tape, tip the scales one way or the other. No one's going to give a shit. No one's going to even remember that. And I don't mean that in a way like where Vincent Man does that. No one remember that. I mean like literally, he won the match. He blasted his fucking dude out of the air, out of the sky yeah. with a knee, super power and, bomb. And the dude never did. Yeah, yeah. And a big V trigger. Yeah, yeah. and, like, and, and establish a, a second like that. The V trigger can actually win against right. somebody. Right. So like and. Looking at it from Alan Angel's perspective, 
we don't know who Alan Angels is going to turn into. Maybe this is a cool match like 15 years from now. Like if Alan Angels is a superstar somewhere, be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he wrestled Kenny Omega. And, you know, one, one of the interesting things I heard in studying Kenny's career was in 2006, he wrestled against AJ Styles, and AJ Styles looked at him like an equal, and that gave him confidence to continue in the business. And you've heard stories about uh, AJ Styles doing this, also with Seth Rollins like uh, at a different time. So it's like I think this is just – as you mentioned, it's a guy that people aren't used to hear that people are always hearing about how terrible this business is and <laughs> right. how people stab each other in the back and right. just are only out for themselves that when someone like this with plenty of evidence to go around is a giving person, right. <laughs> you know, he's, professionally he's too nice. It has to be for some, some reason, some, some, some ain't right. Yeah. yeah you know, some, I, I don't know if they're, they're, they're waiting for the other shoe to drop or, right. or what, or just like, or they just don't know how to handle it. Their brains explode. Right. So anyway, Kenny, keep right. doing you. And, um, <laughs> you know, don't worry about these niggas. Like, nah, nah. What I, what, Kenny, what I need, nah, if you listen to Kenny, what I need you to do is like, I want you to like, don't wrestle these types of people. I want you to continue fighting, like you know, like the mid car people on TV, so you can go like twenty minutes with Trent, and like, and once you go twenty minutes with Trent, whatever dumb bump you thinking of taking, like fifteen minutes in the match, don't do that. Save that for t- save that for pay per view. Don't do that in front of the arena. Don't go. Don't get German suplex off the top rope and land on your shoulder. You damn dumbass. But aside from that, you doing pre- you doing pretty well. Um, I, I do miss <sighs> you in New Japan though. Everything's, hey. be- look, everything's better in New Japan, so you know it is what it is. Yeah, like, it, like New Japan World is always is always accepting subscribers. Everyone, if you'd like, if you like to go see it so bad, so badly, it, it, it is there. I, I promise you, Harold May will take your money. I promise. You know, old matches don't hit the same. Like, you know, we need to. You mean so? You mean to tell me that like if they did? Uh, I'm not saying you're saying this, but like I still want this this you know this AEW New Japan thing where you saw to see like Ishii just come in and wrestle somebody like that's what. Oh I'm yeah, saying. yeah, that would be tight. I'm not, and, and, uh, right, I'm that not would saying also be like not, something right. new too. So right. like, look, because like that's one of the things that for me is like AEW is like their house style is not what it was not what I was expecting. I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's not what I was expecting, and like. I don't know at what point I need to let that go. I probably should let it go already, but it's like it could have been this. It is not, but whatever. Like it's still, it's still, you know, the best wrestling in America right now. But it, it, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. You know, it don't quite curl. It, it ain't, it ain't exactly like it ain't exactly what I was expecting or wanted. But you know, we still, it's still great. But it could be greater. There's levels still. Um, <laughs> So I don't know where you're gonna move on from there. Uh, I mean, we talked a long time about this six minute squash. Yeah, match. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like I got like, and I probably cooled off from where I was like Thursday thinking about this. I'm like, why is this? I I don't know. Is I'm tired of it. Like it's just <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. Like like let the man live. Like you know, be be happy with John Moxley's champion right now. Talk about him. You know what he got going on. You know, talk about Cody and the TNT Championship. You know, you know, just, just let Kenny live. He he's chilling right now. You know, my dog don't need to be a world champion in the middle of a pandemic right now. It's okay. <laughs> 
let let my dog chill with them tag belts. It's gonna be fu- uh, now you saying it like it's gonna be funny as fucking like I don't know five years from now when some idiot talks about well, what about Moxie's reign? What did he do as a champion drawn on top? Nigga, it was a <laughs> pandemic. We was all indoors. Set your dumb ass up. Set your dumb ass down. You know Drew Galloway did. You know Drew Drew McIntyre ain't really shut the hell yeah, up. Draw shut your ass on. Oh, you know you know like even I know Rich. I know you like to do this with Zach. Like Okada, he ain't drawing nobody right now. I'm not Okada, but Naito ain't drawing nobody right now, bro. Yeah, honestly, they, they should think about stripping the belt. 30-day rule, you know. Man ain't defending, you know. Look, I can't defend it because there's no place that will allow me to defend it. <laughs> we just had to, you know, return all the belts to the IWGP. And when, you know, it comes back around, everybody can earn did, those belts all over again. Did you say return them to the IWGP? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, save that for the end of the year, you know. Um, um, uh, um do you want to fast forward through the rest of Dynamite? Yeah. So Orange Cassidy and Jimmy Havoc was pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually um, liked uh, Jimmy Havoc stuff in this match. Like he, he was, um, he can actually wrestle. He can do more than just like torture porn. So that's cool. Jimmy Havoc versus Luther is gonna fucking rule, y'all. I'll take your word for it. Write it down. Um, that man is that man is a dark all star. Yeah, um, Orange Cassidy gets a win, so he's you know protected, and apparently his segment did pretty well uh, with you know numbers wise and all that. And you know Cassidy has um, he's penetrated you know our homeboys are sending stuff about Orange Cassidy, right? So that's right. a good he's, sign because yeah, he's doing a parody for wrestling and it got over. Like yeah. he's the only person that's really doing that in AEW. Like everybody else had you know there are comedy shticks, but it's like he's like he's basically like making. A mockery of like hulking up and all types of other things that are, that are you know ridiculous in pro wrestling and like people are taking it as funny as opposed to oh my god like you're exposing the business and it's like motherfucker people have been exposing the business since the business ever existed like the second you guys start hitting the second you guys start hitting the fucking ropes it was it was done so let's not do this anymore let's stop talking about exposing the business you motherfuckers doing Irish whips stop this shit you have never in your life seen in a fucking pan craze or MMA bout of any sort a motherfucker grabs you throws you to the ropes you hit the ropes you come back no yep. it's and never and ready, ready for the move right. you know you come back leading with your face like right feeding <laughs> when have you ever seen when have you ever in your life seen boxers and fighters feed come on um so anyway except for spar- i mean the contest not not sparring but so Scor- nice scorpio sky video package so yeah. maybe he'll, he'll get like you know a nice little mid-card singles run uh coming up um mjf was out with a hangnail he said that he suffered <laughs> while gambling it's kind of funny uh yeah. I, I i expect him to come back he said he's gonna win the AEW title you think they're doing mjf and moxley um Cause I'll tell you this before, I would. before the, before all this shit happened with uh, coronavirus, I thought that they, they were headed that way. And I was like, I prefer if they did that on TV, but they gave MJF that win over Cody to make him into somebody that could be bankable as, or, or trying to get him to bankable as a, um, as a up, up the card, uh, person on an AEW. So that is a pay-per-view match. I would not have. I don't think that is a AEW standard um, main event, but whatever. Um, We're in the middle of a pandemic now. Yeah, I do now. that now. Yeah, get like, it over now. I, so don't even worry. I about, would like, do this on yeah, pay per view. That, that's my point. Like, I don't think that shit was going to draw um, <clears throat> on top. I figured it would be something involving you know 
Jericho or um, Kenny and Hangman that would have been the thing that was be the real draw. But now that like y'all are still going ahead with this pay per view, which is I think is fucking dumb, but whatever. Um, do it now, and then and then you could just well, you can say whatever you want to because there's nobody there to say otherwise. Nope. <laughs> Scam them. Nope. Yep, uh, and you know. And almost now, anything oh, will be better oh, than oh, zero oh, at this point. Hold on, before we move on, <laughs> let me stop. Yeah. I don't really mean scam them. I mean he's somebody that beat he that one pe- won this and the third, and he is over. The thing for me is that ain't my particular brand of wrestling that I want to see on top. <laughs> so yep. whatever, like if but this is the time to do it when the time we're like you know there's less to watch around. Do it now. Move on, but. Because, you know, someone's going to be like, well, people talk about the scamming, but, you know, when that WWE scams me every fucking day, you don't have no problem with it. But that's because they scam me every fucking <laughs> every day. Every fucking day, like, you know, <laughs> So that's why I had to go back and, like, before, someone, before we move on, let yes. me address it now. Yes. Because you know what's going to happen. All right. So we, we got Bad and Bad Squashers, Warlow and Brody Lee putting crazy. away Justin Law and Lee Johnson James. So you had mentioned we're now in the golden age of black jobbers. <laughs> Should we call them the Lee Johnson All Stars or something? Oh, like, because like you know, we got uh, Lee Johnson. Yep. We got Shug D. We, we got Tahuti uh, Miles. Jason Cade. Tahuti Miles. Jason Leon Ruff. Yeah, we got Leon Ruff. Um, <laughs> WWE that's out here getting beaten the brakes off. Denzel of. Dejernet. That's who it is. Yep. 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 Yeah. So yeah, man. The golden age uh, of the black jobbers. Yeah, man. Amazing. I think I think you know, in much a similar fashion to when Jericho won the AEW Heavyweight Cha- World Heavyweight Championship, where he what, he demanded like a thank you from Tony Khan and the rest of the geeks that are running the company, and he got it. I believe that Cheeseburger needs to ask for his props. <laughs> He, this man took that shit. That man took that shit to Japan. That man got over yeah. as a black man in Japan. You know how fucking hard that is to do. Yeah. <laughs> they love cheeseburger. Whenever that man come out and get his ass destroyed, right? Yep. What was the first thing they did when they brought back in uh, Bully Ray? Have him go out there and have him beat up Cheeseburger. Why? Because immediately he, because everybody loves Cheeseburger. Yep. Why? Because that man is a geek and he's black. And he's and his very name good at his job, and he gets people over. Exactly. <laughs> look now, fast forward. Now, fast forward all these years. Look at look at the fruits of his labor, prospering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, a black man come out here and get his ass whoops. Yes, amazing. <laughs> and um, all these people we should mention. Um. Oh, also Sean Dean. I forgot him. He he wrestled uh, Sean Spears on AEW Dark. Did a nice little squash there. Um, a lot of these uh, people that are you know showing up in these jobber roles, they're out of QT school. So um, you know we're seeing Lee Johnson. I would take a look at Lee Johnson, Vanilla Vance, who the guy who's in the Dark Order. He I don't know if he's signed with the company now. He's also QT school, and he had a good match with Darby Allen. If he's not signed, ago. Na- if he's not signed now, he will eventually be signed. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of these people Maybe you're going to be seeing. AEW, but he oh yeah, say you. <laughs> yeah. Look, that that uh that um Luke Harper uh thing was well, that was a sh- that was a reenact oh, that, that is that is that is um <laughs> that, 
like once he gets signed to WWE eventually, that will be life imitating art because like bro, we saw this coming. It's almost like some Simpsons shit where like the Simpsons always predict the future. Like like bro, they told you this is gonna happen, and that's exactly what happened. This man signed with WWE. He's whatever. The man's name is probably like Cal Saber or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, Wardlow looked like a fucking monster. Yes, he uh, by the way, it, it, because of Lee Johnson and um, I don't know what Wardlow is right now, right? But I don't know if you remember, um, like in Simmons' book, where he keeps like this car in the garage with like a hood on him, mm-hmm. a hood on it. That's Wardlow. I don't know what he is. But I'm buying stock. He's basically an 80s monster coming out doing squashes. And, like, we don't that know. That man look what, like Batista. R- right. And we're going to say, like, we don't know what his flo- what his ceiling is. And it's like, we don't need to know what his fucking ceiling is yet. <laughs> Let him go out there and just kill people. Who gives a shit? Like, what, do you want to go Do you want to go 15 minutes with Cody right now? For what? <laughs> I mean, well, in a regular match, not, not, yeah, yeah. not, 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 yeah, not a cage match. Yeah, not a cage match. But I yeah. mean, like, and I don't mean that to like slight Cody or whatever else. I don't mean that as Cody's like, <laughs> you can put out anyway. I don't want to see him go out here and wrestle, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't want to see him go out here and wrestle Cody Kenny right now. For what? Yeah, yeah. Let him just go uh, out. Like, why can't we just have somebody come out here the and build? Thank you. Yeah, yep. build mystique. Like, let him go out here, be impressive by doing the stuff he can do right now, and then we'll worry about it after. Like, and if he never, and if he never does anything more than that, it's a win because it's fun as hell to watch him beat the shit out of people. And you could have him eventually put someone over. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like that. That's, uh, what, that's what helped the Cody thing is like that one lash did so much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my god, he killed him with one lash. Imagine when he gets his bare hands on him, <laughs> and then Cody uh, overcame that shit. Justin Law was on with Brody Lee to, to show that white jobbers get equal time. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, he got fucked up. And it looks like, you know, Marco Stunt was not pleased. He was sitting staring a hole yes. in, in Brody Lee, and Mr. Brody was shot a look back. And they're going to go face to face. Before the match started, they showed Marco sitting ringside. And I remember sitting in the message uh, thread. Bro, Marco Stunt's offended. I was like, Marco, no, don't do this. Bro, <laughs> Marco Stunt is offended you, by these dudes that think they bigger than him. Dude, he finna die. <laughs> Marco Stunt does not know his own limitations. Right. Like, right. this man is gonna go in there, go go face to chest with, with, with Mr. Brody Lee. <laughs> And, and try to back him down. It's gonna be great. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like what he's gonna do to him. It's, it's like oh, it's gonna be so great. I can't wait. Like that might, like what else is on the card uh, next week? Darby and Cody is next week, right? Yeah, and Lance and um, Dustin. So it might be some more deaths uh, yeah. going on here. So for me, the second most anticipated match behind Darby and Cody because I love Darby and Cody matches will be. A potential murder between Brody Lee and Marco Stunt. Like, I don't know how people don't like Marco Stunt, but he goes out here, he gets his ass kicked. It's awesome. Like, I remember the first match they had um, when, like, pretty much throughout the whole match, like, Pentagon is, like, picking him up with one arm and throwing him across the ring. Throwing him into super kicks and stuff. It's like, and he's getting murdered. Like, this is excellent. And people are going, it's not realistic. You're getting his ass whooped. It's not realistic that the small guy's getting his ass whooped. All he did was get his ass whooped. What are we talking about here? And do Lucha Libre. Yes. Like, yes. I, I don't know about you, James, but I've been watching small dudes do Lucha Libre for like 25 years now. Same here. So, Same here. Like, 
don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, it sounds as if like they just wanted to complain to complain. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like it's gonna be awesome. Marco's gonna get murdered. Like I don't know how he tops getting fucking choke thrown <laughs> off the apron into Orange Cassidy, but he's gonna try, and I'm interested to see. I just hope he don't die. I would tell you this: Marco Stunt is going to be getting a Christmas card from every big guy on the roster yes. at the end of the year. Yes. Thank you, thank you, brother. Like yes. one of those, one of those wrestlers. Thank you, brothers. Hey, like, bro, that's one of the spots of the year. The the like, bro, because he threw it so hard and like there were three people in the way, and Orange Cass is one of the three people, and clearly he's there to break and catch, like Marco. But Lance threw him so fucking hard that he, took, he, just broke put, him. he completely put Orange on his ass. Like, yo, it, it made it look even more impressive. It's like, I can't wait. I can't wait what they, to see what they do with these two on Wednesday. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be It's gonna be like five, six minutes, too. Yeah, like, so I when, hope so, people are ready. So when, Mark, so when Luke Harper destroys him for six straight minutes, will it then be, oh, you know, I don't understand why he went so long with, with him. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, oh I got god, a feeling only Kenny's gonna get this. Or will it be? Oh my god, it's an awesome squash match, which is yeah. the point that it's fine. Um, yeah. Had a yeah. bubbly bunch. Uh, they were doing the flim flam yeah. instead of the TikTok. I, I don't. That sounds like Jericho humor. Okay. I saw that flim flam. I'm like flim flam. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do a fake TikTok. This is gonna be so lame. And sure enough, it was. TikTok. Like I don't, I don't know if they could have. Maybe it's a situation where like they don't want to, you know. Get sued. I don't know. <laughs> get I, don't, sued. How they gonna get, I don't understand how they well, get sued. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how well, that works. It's the inner circle. Hmm? Because it, it's the inner circle. Like so, like their whole thing. I, I don't know. I would look at it they're like gimmicks. Yes, okay. it's a complete Fair gimmick. Enough. Like, Fair enough. Fair enough. If that's the um, case, I, I, fine. But I was like. I don't know why you can just do TikTok. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I, I thought it was cool. I think it's if, like Jericho, like being jealous of Sammy being able to dance is funny. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, the seeds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then it was uh, our main event. Uh, Kip Sabian, Dustin Rose, Dustin put out a retirement stipulation strangely over the weekend that not a soul believed. Not a soul. Not a one. Fake stakes. That's what I like to call them. Like shit. Yeah. Like, like when they did um, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz in 2016 when that retired. Like, retire. Yeah, it's like that man ain't fucking retiring. These fake stakes, but it worked. <laughs> it was one yep. of the best matches in WWE that year. But whatever. Yeah. Like, it was like four and a half. Yeah, it's um, like it's just goofy. Whatever. Like I guess you know. I guess it works if you do it. Like obviously it can be fake, but like as long as you do it right, just like all stuff of wrestling. If you if you do it, execute it well enough. It could be as goofy or whatever else you want to, and if it works, it works, and that's the end of it. But like for me in empty arena, I was like, all right, like, I know, I know what's gonna happen. It's like here. you're clearly setting him up for him to get murdered by Lance, and then you're gonna do Lance versus Cody, and we see and we'll see from there what happens. Like I think Cody's gonna win the, this belt, but whatever. But like you're gonna add to the program of you know what you did to my brother. My older brother. My older brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cody. You know, Cody always used everybody around him to, to, to sell his angles. You know that either people turn him or wearing assholes for him. Amazing. It, it's like go out there your damn self. You yeah. Know? Like think about think about uh you know inner circle when um when Hager kicked um Dustin and Nuss and then broke his arm. Like it's all you know it's all of the classic babyface stuff. It's like 
You use Man. the people around you in your life to explain why this person's awesome, and then these people then um, you know suffer for their love of you, love for you or your relationship, and then like you have to avenge it. Like it's classic baby face storytelling. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll, uh, it, it'll work. To, it worked fifty years ago. It'll work fifty years from now. <laughs> um, so even uh, wrestling back in fifty years, but we'll see. Okay, match. Nothing special here. Uh, I've called Kip Sabian mid Sabian enough times <laughs> to, to let the joke stick. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, creator of that joke, but um, I don't know. Um, Dustin got the win with the Canadian Destroyer, which was something that never wins matches. <laughs> um, I I've had a change of heart on Kip Sabian. And yeah, you mentioned that during this match. What uh, what has changed your mind? Is his work on Dark? Yeah, and okay. it was it was when he was a manager. It was a, it was a Penelope match actually, and once she won, I believe he helped her cheat to win. He's fighting Anna J, recently signed QT. Um, I then he started like turning around and cut cutting a promo in the camera, and it felt like I was watching WCW Saturday Night, where you're seeing someone that has the rope to fail, but they're not. They're just trying to see what works. It felt a little bit like when Booker T would they know you weren't going to hand him the mic or whatever to to cut him a promo. So what would Booker T do? He would yell into the camera during his entrance to make you hear him. That's kind of what I felt like Kip Saban was doing. It's like, oh, they ain't give me, they ain't let me talk, so I'm about to just yell in the camera and, and sell out. Like it, it felt like I was seeing an act in the early stages of figuring it out. And I think in the long run, he has a chance to end up getting over, especially with Penelope there. Yeah. Um. When I think it's Kip, I think of in a way like the way people think negative negatively of um the indie wrestling style. I think mm-hmm. it's just like you guys are almost like the um, what's the word? You're almost like the food process, like big food processing companies, where it's like, okay, you know, like all the stuff that works, and you just do it, but you don't actually know how to cook food to actually taste good naturally. Like you just pump the stuff with sugar and salt and fat, and you call it a day, and it's addictive because you know what how that stuff works to the to the you know human mind right or to the brain mm-hmm. right and it's like you watch kit russell and it's like he does all the stuff that like five thousand other people do because they know that stuff works without like actually having anything that's really don't know like why it works it re- yeah right doesn't know why it works at least not yet and doesn't know like how to make it into feel like it's his at the same time and own it um so like for me if he makes it is like, well, he already has enough understanding to know like what can work. And now it's like now putting it all together. Like I guess in a, in a, in a phrase, like he has, he, he has tools, but he doesn't know how to use the tools right in, in the right way. Like, and eventually maybe he will figure it out. But, um, you know, right now he's kind of in the Mark Merrill uh, role where like Penelope is a star and he's behind and you got to figure this shit out. Yeah, all he got to do is hold on. Like that's, that's all he got to do. Figurative, like, figuratively or literally, both. <laughs> well, they got engaged, right? Yeah, congr- so, yeah. congratulations to them. So um, like two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so. but I like the show. Um, so um, way better than last week's. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and 
they are going to like a every two week schedule, I guess, um, starting in May uh, or something like that. So okay. I, I think there's like next week or this week's the final, you know, taping they have from this set of tapings and supposedly is the best one. I think all the big matches are lined up and then um, they'll be there for two weeks on the 6th. They'll be back the week before Double or Nothing for a live show. Um, the I believe they're going to be you know doing the pay per view on the twenty third, so they may be taping it. I'm not sure, but um, they're they're all going to be stationed in Jacksonville. It seems like for um, a couple of days at the end of the month. So, um, and we found out through Voice of Wrestling that in the case what Vince was fearing, which turned out to not be the case, um, you know be, that they would accept you know, uh, either tape programming or anything like that. AEW's like two um, sources of financial like income for the company are the TV ratings or excuse me, not TV ratings, the TV contract in producing new programming mm-hmm. and pay-per-view. So with that, the every two weeks thing, I'm like, obviously there's no ideal situation here. Like if you don't run, your company probably folds, right? <laughs> so, uh, if the, if this is the situation they're in, I'm like, all right, take proper precautions. Try not to get sick. Wash your damn hands. Right. Like my my whole thing with all this stuff is, if you can get away with not doing it, don't do it. In this situation where it seems like they can't get away with not doing it, therefore, it is what it is. Like I, you know. I, I, you know, I wish there was some way they can figure out how to, you know, get people to one particular building and have them, you know, be together and, you know, whatever else, like, and kind of create their own bubble around them in a similar situation to where, like, NBA, the NBA is trying to figure out, like, if they can put all these teams in a certain city to have them, you know, uh, do these games in a, um, a city and then they all be like basically quarantined and have off one hotel to themselves so they can kind of isolate themselves or whatever else. But like, you know, we still don't really know how any of this shit works right. and like, it's you like, can get sick anywhere. Right. You, I mean, it's not even that you can get sick anywhere. Cause, cause yeah, but it's just like, just be as safe as you possibly can. If you have to, if you, if you have to do this and it seems like they have to do this. So like, you know, it sucks. Just, just, don't don't fucking get more people killed. That's that's it. Um, yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have much else to say as far as that. Yeah. Just like you know, I I really feel that like you know, if you can survive it, don't run shows. And then after that, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anything cool on NAC? I know a couple things. Yeah. Uh, that went down, but I know you watched the show. Yeah, like okay, so I, last week I didn't hadn't watched NXT or whatever, so I watched it. Like, yo, Timothy Thatcher on last week's or not this week's NXT, but the week before, he was he was bad, flat out bad. Like he was awesome. really his timing stunk. He him and um him and Riddle not him and Riddle were tagging together against um Fish and and Roddy. And this is like the that was like the worst Roddy or, or or Riddle match I've ever seen because like they were all on different pages almost it felt like they were just calling shit in the ring and then like those three because they've rushed each other a few times like have a have a certain groove together and understanding that oh, Thatcher had right no there. right huh 
I'm like that that's strange because like Thatcher was involved with both of those guys. <laughs> like, How long ago though? A couple years, I would say. Like, so my my, my yeah. thing is like if, if you watch this match, you'd be like, huh? Huh? It's like like there was miscommunication left and right, left and right. There was no botches or anything like that, but you could see like somebody was thinking this and it was something else, or they would have to like bump it to each other you know, whisper whatever they had to say to each other and then, like, separate and then do go over it again at times. It was it was weird. But, like, there were no flat-out, outright botches, but it was, like, you can t- clearly tell that, like, whatever, people were thinking different shit. Um, but, you know, they, uh, but back to this week's episode, um, I want to say, and this sucks because I said what I had to say while watching it on Friday and, like, when I when the Wednesday stuff comes along, I basically go like audio silent as far as listening to other people's stuff, as far as what they had to say, as far as like uh, to avoid spoilers for NXT because I always want to watch. I'm always going to watch NXT, or unless something changes, I'm always going to watch NXT on tape delay or whatever you want to call it. So I don't want to be spoiled on NXT, but I ended up um, listening to Brian and Vinny this week, just a couple hours ago, and I'm just like. They thought almost exactly everything I thought, except I wasn't as high on that uh, Drake Maverick match. Um, Drake Maverick and um, <clears throat> not Tony Nese, but Jake Atlas had this had a match to start out their interim cruiserweight tournament. Um, and they do the video package almost like the cruiserweight tournament, Cru- cruiserweight classic or the uh, man classic where. They they show you a little insight of who this person is. They show Jake Atlas, and Jake Atlas talks about like breaking stereotypes and like breaking down borders or something like that or like. But it's like, but by, by what? By doing what? And it's like he didn't say anything about his life or anything. He's like, I'm just I'm just here to like change stereotypes, whatever. So like, but it's like, what what is the stereotype? I don't. So it's almost like they want him. They're talking around what he's really talking about. I like they don't, don't want to tell you he's gay. Oh, he's gay. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, maybe that's okay. That's would, his. That's literally his gimmick. That's been like his finishing move was called the LGB DDT on the Indies, and he so, and he wrestled with right. Rainbow Gear. So this is the thing, right? They they stripped that part from him, from what right, I gather. I, 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 I had no idea. So, the thing for me is, you watch, or you hear him say this stuff, and then you see him come out and wrestle, and you're just like, what is this thing? And now you're telling me what this is, like, wow, they, they, they've they done him a disservice. Like, you have him talk about him breaking, or like, you know, like, uh, being the new normal, but it's like, what is this what is this different than than what is the normal? I don't, you know, what I'm saying like it's weird. Yeah. So, but anyway, like long story short, like that, that, that frames out. it right. <laughs> like, oh, this really doesn't make sense. It, it makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. And I know, like NXT, a lot of they, a lot of them do the, you know, you know this guy from X, therefore you should know why. But it's like, like contest who's motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's like one. You're not on the network anymore. You're on USA Network. Hey, and do you think them fifty year olds are watching PWG that are watching NXT? That's that's right. And and two, I am nothing 
you can't call me anything but a hardcore wrestling fan. I do a weekly podcast. <laughs> I do a weekly two-hour podcast on Japanese and American wrestling, right? I had no fucking clue. <laughs> like, so, you know, that's 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 a, that was a mistake. They they took they took that for granted. They should have went out there and just said it with their chest. Um and and three is like they didn't say it with their chest and that sends a lot of messages about them not just going out there and talk about how this man is just openly gay. Like just go out there and say it. Listen to um I don't know if you heard Observer Radio from last Wednesday. Melzer talked no, about it for heard. five minutes. Check no, it out. No, I haven't heard. Um so match was good. Layout I thought was excellent. This was a match that would have been like the layout of the match. You go, but you write out all the moves that were done in this match and the sequence they were done in and why it was done and the the twists and turns in the match. You would say this is a match that you could think would be like a three and three quarter star type of match or whatever else. The problem is Drake Maverick, because he's been treated as a goofball uh, for the last almost two years of the company. He's probably rusty. He's going to get much burn. And he... He wasn't like he was out of place, and it wasn't like um, he didn't know what he was doing. It just felt like he was like working at like a, a like a seventy five percent capacity compared to like if there was someone anyone else from out of two hundred five live in there, they would have they would have tore down the non existent house, <laughs> right? So, um, but yeah, I I, you know, I thought it was would, would have echoed off the walls. Right, right. I th- I thought it was a very good match. Um, it makes me think more of uh of Drake. Um, before I'm thinking like because I never saw him wrestle, so I thought like he must suck. He absolutely does not suck. And in fact, if he has something to do with that match layout, I think he should probably be a producer somewhere if he never wrestles again either. Um, after this, so how do you yeah. feel about this whole thing with them playing his videos on the air, like the recently fired and using that as a storyline? Okay, so if I remember correctly. There is, there's like an hour in the middle of NXT. It's like from like 9.15 or 9.30 to, or sorry, 8.15 or 8.30 to like 9.15, 9.30 maybe of just like, this is the old NXT. This is excellent. Like great wrestling profile pieces, like, and like the promos were very good. And then, like, it nosedive off a cliff. And, like, it either started right when he went to look at going to um, Drake Maverick after or whatever else. But, like, yeah, it, it it's, um, to me, I think it's, uh, I think it's gross. Um, they fired this dude. They want him to work this thing. He shouldn't be working this. The only reason why he's working this is because he wants to continue wrestling in the wrestling business. And... You get a lot of exposure working in WWE on USA Network, flat out. So he's willing to risk himself getting injured for a company that fired him just days ago to do this. And they're and playing he'll run through a fucking playing, wall. And they're playing up for a storyline to get him empathy. At the end of the day, when I don't, I think he's going to be the first person eliminated out the tournament. We'll see. Uh, is is he back next week, or is it going to be like a not next week? Next week is uh, I think it's like I think he'll be back in two weeks. But okay, um, I think there's two matches next week. But the thing is, a uh, three match next week. Um, but the thing is, he, they're working a storyline with him where now he has doubt and he play basically like 
pitiful baby face, like Saffron himself, baby face, which is like the bad baby face. Mm. So when they did this, the sit down interview with him out or outside. So like every, it was gross when they talked about him being fired and still working for a company that fired him. But now it's turned to now they're like poss- they're potentially burying him too. So you know, on the way out or kicking him in the ass on the way out. If you want, I don't know how you want to go so far in the burying, but like it, it, it felt bad. Um, but yeah, see what happened after that. Um, trying to think what else happened. Oh, somewhere between that, when all that stuff happened, there is a um, the original plan main event for this show was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream, and you know they never matched up before. But then all of a sudden they say that like something happened to to Finn Balor that was like not, not actually a real story, and we don't know what the story is. So they canceled it, and they gave us um they had Adam Cole come out cut a promo on Velveteen saying that he you, you still don't deserve a title shot because you haven't done shit, which he hasn't. And then, out of nowhere, while his back is turned, <laughs> Fish and Cole, I'm sorry, uh, Fish and, and Roddy come from behind Velveteen in the middle of the ring in, in a, through a non-existent crowd and, and they all whooped him. And Cole came in the ring and they start stomping him out and then Keith Lee makes a save and they set up a Roddy and Cole versus... Um, uh, Keith Lee and Velveteen match, which we turn out to not get either, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so they bait and switch. You, so they bait and switch you two times in one fucking show for their main event. But um, I'm I'm jumping around a little bit, but like I think the first match was Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Chauncey and Tegan. I thought this was a very good match. I thought that like. Um, T- not Tegan, but Dakota needs to slow down because she is taking all these gigantic bumps and she's going to be hurting bad um, if she keeps mm. bumping like this. Like, she bumped her ass off. Um, it also made her like a geek, but she was bumping her ass off. And um, Tegan and Raquel had nice... Um, had, it had some nice stuff where, like, uh, Tegan was trying to, like, chop her down with, like, chops and, like, open-hand palm strikes, but, like, couldn't chop, couldn't get the, the, the giant off her feet. Um, and I guess that's still up for later but like they put they eventually just uh cheated and uh Chauncey got pinned um I probably wouldn't have pinned uh Chauncey but whatever that's what they decided to do um but it was a very good match um and they they worked fast and had nice pace it was it was a good match um Kashida and Tony Nese oh my god that match was great I love this match uh I think it's it's probably the best match I saw this week they I mean it was just Tony Nese and Kashida and they just went out there and they just like did what you imagine they would do. Um, like, it's uh, I'm, in, I'm into the Tony Nese, so I might check that out. Oh, this match was great. Like, uh, three and three quarters, maybe four. I, it was just, it was just a very good, like, this, this is a CWC match through and through. It was awesome. Um, I really can't, I don't remember all the stuff. Like, it was basically like, there was one spot I remember where, um, Kashida's basically, uh, legs were wrapped around. Um, niece's waist, like while grabbing the going for the Kimura, the Sakuraba lock, whatever you want to call it, double wrist lock, and then like niece f- turned into a northern, a northern light suplex for a pin. It was awesome, like it, it, there was a harassing, harassing rich. Um, it was great, but at the end, uh, they end up on the top rope, and uh, Kushida ends up they end up falling off the top rope, and Kushida ends up uh, hitting the the turn, the, the falling Sakuraba lock, and got the, the, the submission win. Um, they do. Uh, they, they go from there. They have got uh, me and Yim versus uh, Jesse Kamea. Jesse Kamea is the old Jesse Alaban. Yep. 
Um, she, uh, she's at least she's not botching anymore. Remember when she was in man class? She's that make it on my my gimmick is that I do botches. She ain't doing that no more. Like she's kind of like a. She's evil now, right? Yeah, she. Dre- I don't know if evil as much as like she just dresses darker or whatever else, and she's. I guess she's trying to play up this like dark sex appeal. I mean, she's she's an attractive woman. Um, but like me and Yim beats her. Um, and they had an okay match, and then after that, Charlotte comes out, and uh, the week before, Charlotte had this very good promo talking about like I want to be the pa- talking about the past, present, and future. She talked about how like I beat Natalia for the um, for the NXT Women's Titles, uh, you know, past stars. I, I you know Trish wanted to try it again. I sent her packing. Um, um, you know, I beat Nikki Bella for uh, my first NXT for my first WWE Women's Title. Um, she's talking about like I, I I dominate the past and then like I've beaten I've beaten Sasha I've beaten Bailey I've beaten Alexa Bliss I've beaten Becky more times than I can count uh, and they they quickly move past that and then, <laughs> and then talking about, like, now it's time for the future and I see Io Shirai and Rhea, and that's with Rhea Ripley and uh, Bianca and you know talking about all the people in NXT and Mia Yim and Candice LeRae and like so this sounds like you ripping off Rick. Yeah, so she's like, yeah, like name name dropping. Yep. So she's talking about like, I want to go through like, you know, I want to become the greatest, and then like, I've done everything you can do in the main roster. More or less saying like, I'm doing this now because like, I also want to beat the future while I still while before the future starts beating me. You know, yeah. like we t- uh, I'm trying to think, uh, who was it? Mayweather was trying to fight somebody before they got rid really- of yeah, that's what it's like. Now, get them know. now before they get you. Right, the same thing. It's like so. That's what she's doing, and so she she said like next week my first match on NXT was with me and Yim, um, and you know, so I want to match with her, and she gets the first shot. And then this week after me and Yim beat Jesse, she comes out, and they both they're both, they're, they're actually nice to each other, and then you can see like they clearly respect each other. You can kind of see through the WWE ness of it that they actually like enjoy each other. So. Or through of just wrestling, not just WWE, but um, they, they they say nice stuff to, about each other about like you know we've grown so much since you know 2014 everything and um, you know honestly Mia you made me a star and I hope next week that I can make I can I can return the favor. Uh, no, she says no. She said Mia, you're a good hand, and I hope next week I can return the favor that you gave to me back then. And she walked away and was like, oh, that was so disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like she's like, why on earth did they try to make Charlotte a babyface in 2018? They lost their goddamn minds. Whatever, she's an excellent heel. Like she, she's really good at being sh- a shitty person. She's really good at it. Um, so then we get um a heel the, the evil Garganos. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, yes, oh, fantastic! No, that's what we got. That's what we got. It's it's uh it's. I, I probably missed that. Actually, that was actually the before the uh, Mia and um, and Jesse okay. match, but we'll get to it now. We'll talk about it now. So Johnny and Candice, the wrestlings are together and they're happy because they're both pieces of shit and they're evil now. And they said, and basically the the, the story because like it was like five minutes and it was really good except for when they did the goofy. Um, evil lighting effects and it's like somebody backstage has too much time on her hands in quarantine by doing this wacky shit but basically I heard, I heard she got a new hair color yeah she, uh, it's like purple and gray yeah. yeah um and like I think purple lipstick so anyway Candace um puts two plates on the, on the ta- on the dinner table and they're sitting at dinner and tell me how happy they are and how um you know, 
we came, we're good people, and we realized that after all this time in NXT, that being good people gets you no fucking where. Which, if you look at the history of NXT, it's accurate as fuck. <laughs> so, so, so then he said, "Look, like, look at, look, look at my life. I, I, I did this, that, and the third with this fucking guy, and he, you know, it almost ruined my career or whatever else. But I put that past me. And then Candice was like, "Look." I've played big sister to everyone. And then, like, they show, like, her with Dakota, her with EO, um, her with um, Tegan. And look where it got me. I We thought that if we just stayed good and fought the good fight, that eventually things would turn around for us and people would change here. We realized that, like, we, we both reached a breaking point. We realized that shit ain't happening. These people are fucking terrible. So we're going to show you what terrible is. And at the end of the day, the right people will win. And what we're, our goal is now is we want to be the first ever married couple to be NXT men's and women's champions. And at the end, we'll win. It, I, I loved it. I, I thought that uh, the stupid um, evil camera stuff like took away from it. But like... Even with that, I thought it was very good. Um, and then after that, they did a promo package of showing highlights of EO and her in a dark, like dark street, cutting a promo in Japanese, and it's translated. And she basically says, um, "I will destroy the pretty queendom. I bow down to no one." And just all types of other stuff that's awesome. And while showing her highlights, and just like, God damn, Eel's great. And you see, you could just feel like, you know, it's like almost similar to that first promo she cut when she turned heel. Was like, you see the delivery, you see the the intensity, you see like the charisma as a even as a heel, and just like, God, she's good. Like I wish I knew Japanese, to know what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> like obviously it's translated to bottom, but like I, I, the, the full experience, even even with the translation it, and the subtitles, it was great. It was awesome. Um, oh, it just makes me sad. Yeah, you know, she's gonna have to lose to Charlotte. Yeah. So then we fast forward. Christ. Then we fast, or sorry, not fast forward. Then we hit, hit this is where the rock hits the cliff. El Hijo del Fantasma versus Jack Gallagher. They went out there and they had a match. Now, when when this match happened, I thought to myself, maybe Ohio Del Fantasma is like, oh sorry, after the match, he gets on the mic. They give him um the winners get an interview after the match. So Fantasma cuts a promo in English, and he's like, he's very likable and compelling while he's talking. Like he seems so confident, and sure of himself, and is nice. So I thought to myself, huh, maybe he's gonna be NXT Roosh, maybe. Whereas like. This isn't really his, like, he's a, he's not a super flippy, super spectacular guy, but he is a good wrestler, and he's super, he has more charisma than anyone else, so he'll just, he'll make it, because, like, you saw him, like, speaking his, speaking Spanish, and it's like, that dude just, like, comes off the screen and grabs you, right? Um, so then, they go backstage, uh, where he's outside for some reason, um, later in the show, later in the show, I'm just going to wrap this up quick. And then, like, all of a sudden, the goons that have been snatched people out the parking lot in Lucha Mass try to snatch him. He just, like, it was very similar to when, like, Takumi Aroha beat the Shadow Aedo tie to stop them from um, beating up uh, Mayu. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, get take your ass on Friday, really fuck you up. It was like one of those, like, get, you, get get away from me. Get. 
<laughs> so it was one of those. Um, so I guess you know we'll figure out what's going to happen with these you know um, people getting snatched out of the parking lot, but it, it ain't happening. You know, it ain't happening to Phantasma. He ain't with that shit. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a uh, some type of scam. Oh, maybe God. maybe maybe he's the leader. Oh God! Know? I hope not. Please don't do that. <laughs> Maybe, maybe this was just to throw you off. You know, throw him off the scent. Please yes, because he didn't get him done. Did I'm tired of being swerved. I'm tired of being swerved. In NXT, please stop this. So then we get the main event: Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. I'm sorry, Velveteen Dream, Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, Roger Strong. They try to start wrestling. Ref gets distracted. Keith Lee's outside. Priest. Uh, Damian Priest comes out with a nice stick that he's been using on people, specifically like uh, someone like Dijak. He used it on Keith mm-hmm. Lee once before. And it hits him in the throat with the, with the nice stick. He can't continue so therefore it's now a, before the match even really started, is a two-on-one handicap match. Adam Cole and um, Roddy proceed to beat the living shit out of, uh, <laughs> out of Velveteen Dream. And then all of a sudden, after a tight camera cut, they cut back out. And Dexter Loomis is sitting on the babyface apron. You're like, what the fuck? Where do you come from? <laughs> Man, remember Dexter Loomis. And, and then, and then like the ref says, if you're gonna if you're gonna tag in, you need to grab the tag rope. Nigga, you if you don't tell him to get the fuck on, he's not Who in the match. Him? Who bugged this? Uh, whatever. Who he grabs the tag rope. He, tag, he he grabs tag rope. He runs wild. Velveteen ends up getting back in the ring, gets legal, uh, gets as legal person with Adam Cole in there. He ends up pinning him with, uh, I think the uh, the elbow drop. So he actually beat the champion, pinned him. So now he deserves a title shot. And I'm, I'm sorry, like Velveteen's been back for two months, and he has stunk. This is a dude that, like, if you go to, if you were going to the Largo uh, Loop in 2018, in the middle of 2018, he like he was, almost had it all figured out. Like if you go from how sh- if you can look at like what he was doing um in the the first Worlds Collide tournament um the reason why he wasn't in on the Phoenix card same thing with Adam Cole he wasn't on the Phoenix card either um they were on Worlds Collide and Velveteen Adam Cole and Tyler Bate were all varying degrees of great in that tournament right mm-hmm. um in we talked about the house shows where like he goes out there in these house shows and he's having four star level matches in house shows. Adam Cole goes out there and have over four star level matches on house shows when we've seen him at uh, Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Kushida too. So it's very, very weird that like he was gone for what, uh, from September to February and he's been back for two months now. And he Still looks like he hasn't wrestled at all. I don't know if like maybe like he was a person that was working out at the PC. Maybe they're not doing anything at the PC anymore. I don't know. I doubt that. But like there has to be some explanation for why he's been here, been around for two months, back for two months, and he still looks like he hasn't hasn't been back for two months. Like he still is like his first night back. It's very weird. You figure that he would like the rust would be off, and like. He may even be worse than when he showed back up in uh, in February. It's weird. Damn. It's very weird with him. I don't know if it's because, you know, you look at his performance, you look at what this stuff has happened this week, and hearing about this thing in um, November, and it's like maybe his, maybe this, a lot of weird, you know, a lot of stuff is affecting him outside of this, and it's like affecting him in the ring. I mm-hmm. don't know. All I know is this was a shitty week for Velveteen Dream, and we need some answers on um, everything. Stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> 
we need some answers. Uh, and I don't know, like, you know, he beat the champion in a day later, like, this shit comes out. It's like, yo, this is all bad. Like, and I don't mean, like, all bad in the sense of, oh, my God, some this opportunity may be happening because of what happened to him. I mean, it's all bad. It's like, yo, you may be a pedophile, my guy. And we, yeah. we, need, we need to, like, put the, pump the brakes on you until we figure, get some answers yeah. on this shit. Like, we need to get him, like, like, I don't need to see him on TV until this is answered. Yeah, like, I, I feel the same way. But... I think we're coming up against it. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, we'll plug you. We'll put all the plugs are in the description. So <laughs> I'll ask y'all. Y'all yeah. know what it is. Later. Peace. Hey, I'm back. I'm here just to wrap this up and give you guys the plugs. Uh, but we basically rushed off air so we can watch uh night two of the Jordan documentaries. Uh, so um, it was fun episode pair of episodes tonight um for those that are wcw fans or fans of monday night war i suggest you guys check out episode three um it really touches on uh, and focuses on dennis rodman and kind of his rise as a star and personality one of the greatest characters in nba history um on this show um and you kind of see like he's a different cat um and this is at a time when like being a different cat meant like a lot of people make a lot of assumptions about you and a lot of things um but like you know i think you know as a society we've kind of grown um in a time since then so now he is one of the people that are kind of seen as like you know some type of black mark on the league or, or whatever you want to say um it's like if he came around in this time i think he'd be a lot more accepted um but you know um it takes, you know, people like that to kind of be at the forefront and carry the, carry the torch for people that want to be outside, uh, be outside the cookie cutter mold. Um, but but yeah, um, it, it's interesting to see how great of a defensive player and rebounder he was. And you kind of forget that and just focus on the the other stuff around him all the bells and whistles like nah he could really play was he like somebody that should be in bill simmons 100 top 100 uh players all the time no no fuck no but he was a very very good damn player on what a lot because he was very good but um yeah that's the end of the show um be, oh one 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 more uh important thing of note carmen electra she still throws heat but anyway, that's the end of the show. Be sure to read us on whatever app you're using listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at Powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world, you can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have this show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keep It a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. And every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Watches Shit. On Fridays, we have Get in the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Later. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.